Unmute. Isn't that what that implies? Interesting. Well, I got a pocket. Yeah, but nobody thinks about that. Do you know how often nobody thinks about that? Very often nobody thinks about that. Oh, just saying. Hey, Neil, how you doing? I'm chilling. How are you, Kyle? You can't do that here. I sound like an omnipotent god. Listen to that reverb. Dude, check out the sustain on this one. Don't don't even look at it, actually. Just, just listen. You're not playing any notes. Just listen. Listen to the sustain on that one. All right, I'm going somewhere. I left. I can I can vaguely hear Neil. He almost sounds a little quiet. Subdued with dulcet tones. Yeah, I mean, I'm not at a tattoo convention. It's like pretty mellow right now. Talking at the same okay. time. I went to a go. you know work. Okay. <laughs> I got my on my like inner drunk from being at a tattoo convention. Just be the loudest motherfucker here. That yes. Okay, yes. I got Often that. the times these things go best that way. When, when uh, instead of letting me stop you from talking, you just talk over me. I mean, I do that all the fucking time. And then sometimes I like just yell at people for uh, cutting me the fuck off. People tell you to fuck off now. No, I tell them the fuck off for cutting me off. I'm like, there was a point oh. to this story. And then they're like, right, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. And then I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm not going to tell you anyways. Wait, then because it changed then or were you not yeah, going mean, to tell them prior not, you had already made the decision the, the perfect time to finish everything is it's gone so uh well maybe so down the you. road we can get there yeah hell didn't like matter loss. You. exactly <laughs> i'll text you later maybe i will i probably will <laughs> i like you guys <laughs> right on yeah I, I need a thread of that because you know i smoke too much weed so i have no that. idea all my short-term memory is gone now. And, you know, your long-term is really made up of several short-term memory moments. Eventually, you have no long-term either. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm just lucky I can remember what Troy asked me to do because uh, I refuse to write shit down. But thank God that man, like, insists on email and everything, so uh, I can always refer back to it. Is that and, why uh, he insists? Is because he knows that... Otherwise, you will have no idea what he's told you to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think after hiring enough Philadelphians, he's kind of learned his lesson. And uh, Philadelphians, yeah. is that what they call themselves? Is that what you call uh, yourself? I mean, more more specifically, the Kenzos. Um, that's a whole other demographic within Philly. Wait, the who? Kenzos, Kensington. And okay. When you guys when you guys come to the show, we gotta like go on a real uh a real Philly sightseeing tour of what <laughs> Philly's like for the crew and what we actually look at every day, not the picturesque uh, center city, Chinatown, Reading Terminal Market. That is a, right. That's not our Philly. No? What's your Philly? Uh, uh, rough. Like, super rough. Uh, Like, Troy's Warehouse, where we work, like, it's definitely up in the hood, man. Like, uh, we got to train stop like so if i was taking the l out to work it's like a block away which is great like you <laughs> got like a five block walk or whatnot like fucking people get shot there all the goddamn time when i left uh for the kansas city uh show because i came back up from baltimore spent a night here and then i drove the truck out there leaving <laughs> that day and it's already hard to get out of that warehouse which 
is better than where we were at. They're like fucking crime scene. Like a whole like block and a half was taped off, like active cops. Like some dude had just gotten shot. It's like that's where we go to work. And uh, I love common. It. Yeah. <laughs> love it's, it. <laughs> it's silly. I mean, I got punched in the face on uh, the corner of my block here at Troy's building like two months ago for no reason. And and you love that too. That that well, yeah, can't I mean, the, be the, the part dude, you love. The dude didn't knock me down. And then he ended up shaking my hand because I was like, are you fucking serious, dude? Like, I fuck with people like you. Why are you fucking hitting me in the face? He's like, uh, you, you, you're being disrespectful and swearing at me. I'm like, you sound sensitive like the goddamn West Coast. What the fuck? <laughs> you told him that after yeah, he punched like, are you? Are you serious? Like, you... a swear word hurt your feelings? <laughs> you guys had some kind of dialogue afterwards. So you sit down the shook my hand. I was like, like, you got pissed enough to hit me in the face because I told him, like, I ain't got fuck all for you because I thought he was some dude, like, trying to come hustle me. It was, like, 1130 at night. I was pissed. Right. My local my local bar was closed, so I couldn't go have a drink. I don't remember what I was coming home from that late. But I'm like, no, nah, I ain't got nothing for you. That's normally my dismissive tone towards, like, people trying to, like, panhandle. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're not even listening to me. Like, what the fuck's up? I'm like, I was just trying to ask you a question. I'm like, okay, what's up? He's like, well... Did you see anybody riding a bike by here recently? I just got my bike stolen. And the dude, like, came at me by throwing a bike down. Like, he hopped off of it and threw it down to ask me if I'd seen somebody with his stolen bike. I'm like, you're already <laughs> on a bike. <laughs> Insane. What, you think he had two bikes? What was, what, have you, have you decided not to think any more about it? Or, like, I'd like to unpack it. I mean, I think about it like actually the other night. Um, I was he going out was looking sick. for his bike with the only mode of transportation he had a friend's bike, or he stole a bike to go find his storm bike? I mean, at that point, yeah. I mean, okay, eye for yeah. eye, dude, you're good. Like you got a bike. Where are you going tonight? Like you just got out of the pen for uh, yeah. like, apparently like I don't remember what he said he got out for. Like oh, just did seven years for a uh, attempted murder or something like that. And I'm like <laughs> people who. Go away for shit like that. Don't come out and brag about it, homie. So I think you're lying to me. But uh, and my then boy, he, when when did the punch come? Um, after, after that kept, comment. Yeah, after he kept posturing up to me, and I was like, okay, I'm just like not backing away. I'm like, what the fuck? And like he like did one of those lunges at you, like make you flinch, and I didn't move. Yeah, and he yeah. just kept bouncing around like we were boxing. I'm standing there looking, and I'm like, really, dude? Really, dude? <laughs> he finally just like swung on me and knocked my glasses off, knocked the plug out of my septum, and I'm just like standing there. He ended up helping me find my glasses. Like as I'm reaching over, like which would be the wrong time to like you know duck your head while some dude just hit you. I'm like, he was done at that point. I could tell like, oh, he got it out of his system. And he fucking helped me find my glasses and shake my hand. I'm like, all right, <laughs> like that is so fucking pointless. How did my you not uh, engage in a fight with him? Because. uh I wasn't feeling it. I was tired as fuck. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I don't feel like fighting because why, dude? I'm right out front of my house. Like, this is going to end really poorly for you as soon as, like, we start fighting because one of my coworkers and, like, his son-in-law who used to work for us, they were right on the corner. Like, I've seen some pretty awesome, like, flexing on people bathroom selfies from his son-in-law. I'm just saying, like, I don't need those guys to come out of the house, like, while I'm firing somebody. Like, it was just pointless. I was like, we're literally arguing over me swearing at you dude like i was trying to go home you yeah. hit, like harden the, the fuck like, up philly is that yeah. that's what you're saying neil yeah, says basically. you might not be hard enough 
basically saying like uh i swore at you and that was offensive enough for you to hit me in the face like yeah like go move to jersey or something you need to be on a right walk i mean like straight up i swore i saw that dude the other night but it's been long enough that i didn't recognize him enough so i was like i ain't gonna go like you know even the score and like hit him because you're just sitting on a bench uh across from the corner my boy and i drink on the street corner all the time uh technically troy's property it's got a liquor license so i think we're we're good we were just stand out there and drink and i was like is this really this dude like this dude's back in the neighborhood like obviously his story is full of shit like uh, i don't know about the bike or what <laughs> all of it i mean just all of it it's always like oh about seven back. years being yeah. locked up oh. well, that was obvious it was full of shit. let's start out with because uh neil i don't know if you know this where i started but <laughs> let's introduce you oh hey i'm neil hi neil hey what you up to you're uh-huh. neil yeah. pickles the pickles. oft referred to pickles uh, anytime yeah. we talk about the world of, of uh villain arts tattoo festivals somebody invariably mentions Pennsylvania and pickles and his role there and sometimes even actually this got on recently the most coveted award oh yeah the, that you are the sole person to make the determination of who wins and yeah, you are also the sole matter. person to, that decides what's what the entrances are right you don't even get to apply I mean, there, and there's rules to it. Like you can't, you can't pay the enter. Um, if you ask if you're in the running, you're immediately not in the running. I'll just rip your shit up. You try and hand me your line drawing. It's done. Huh? I don't care. Even if it's the it, best one. It's happened. Yeah. Uh, it happens really? all the time. Uh, <laughs> what, what else? I, like, I ain't got a print for you. I just got to make the stencil. Uh, it's got to get tattooed on the show floor. None of this, like, Oh, I did this. Like, yeah, go enter in most unusual and pay uh, pay for that. Like, that's not what that's about. Uh, like, so if they whatever. enter in most unusual as well, then they're kicked out? No, nah, I don't care about that. I mean, okay. yeah, whatever. I, I don't even pay attention. I had some dude uh, that I know uh, at Charlotte asked me, like, if they're what the politics behind the awards were. And, like, he's like, I've heard a lot of people. I'm like, are people <laughs> really complaining about this? Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Are you shitting me? Yeah. So what's the award? Let me stop for a second and talk about the interest, like the the thing that happens when somebody says, what are the politics about that? Because there's two things that go through my mind immediately. Someone says, hey, you know, this whole thing's a political rigged thing. Number one, it's like a sour grapes, right? You have to be like, oh, they haven't won before. They got really hurt in the butt about, you know, losing to somebody. And they imagined or they knew somehow some i mean there is a truth to it sometimes there is judging politics if you will like you know who do you, whose dick do you gotta suck to win yep. that kind of stuff but if they are imagining that right if someone's coming up to you neil the person they know is the judge and they say hey what's the politics isn't he kind of also saying hey neil just to say it, <laughs> i would suck your dick for one of them trophies like what do i gotta do to win this award and uh yeah that's, that's what he's saying right it. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how to answer that. Like, have I judged contests? Sure. Uh, do I know most of the judges? Yeah, because it's normally friends. But what do I say about that? What do I don't know? Like, I'm not even paying attention to that. I'm back here getting my dick kicked in the dirt, making everybody stencils all weekend. You're worried about, like, who's winning awards? I mean, I don't know. I just, oh, are there politics? You should have told them that. Dude, tell them the politics are, yeah, the person who spends the most time back here helping me run this fucking booth. That's who usually wins. 
you know, like in my <laughs> mind, I'm just kind of like, does that plaque you win look good to the general public when they come into your studio? Yeah. I mean, like, I think that lends some credibility or uh, instills trust in like somebody who's just meeting you or your shop for the first time. But does it mean anything? Like, does that actually have any bearing on, uh, say, your career and what you're doing with it in the long run? I don't think so. Well, wouldn't it also be kind of fun if someone really gives um, enough credit to an artist because they have that award? Dude, what do they? I I don't know. It seems that at many levels, if you know the contest, it's not really a, an award that you're like, oh, yeah, you got that because you're such a great tattoo artist. You got that because you come up with some wacky ass shit and you found somebody that wanted some wacky ass shit. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> No, no bones about it. I mean, I ain't trying to take away from anybody's technical ability, but you didn't win that. It doesn't seem like it applies to the idea of general public trust this person. But does but, it? I mean, are we talking about the Stencilvania Award? Or are we talking about contests in general? Well, Stencilvania Award, of course, contests in general. Oh. You put enough shiny pieces of plastic in your lobby, people will trust you. Oh, that's what I meant. That was what I was talking okay. about. My award is kind of like I don't know. It's like the anti-award. Right. Like it's the, uh, yeah. but I don't know. I see. Well, not, it used to be like, I saw every, uh, stencil. So more or less knew every tattoo that got done now with like stencil printers and all that shit. Like I'm not seeing necessarily all of it, but yeah, that awards just like, I don't know, like what I thought was like the most fun, like truest, uh, in the sense of just tattooing as, uh, an enjoyment for people not uh not anything more than that like i give a fuck if you scar that shit in and you gave somebody some free drop shadowing with it i don't care um, <laughs> by free drop shadowing are you talking about a blowout oh definitely that shit's the best i mean i got plenty of that on my body i love it right on free drop shadowing huh it was great you gotta have one of those in your body at least one. I probably got several, really. I, I, I should move on and actually get tattooed again. I, I should quit being a puss about it. Yeah, but I got I, tattooed I, I got... a few times recently, but uh, that it's not fun. It hurts. I got like two hours <laughs> in me, and then I'm like, I got nothing left to prove no more. Well, recently, didn't you um you do a solar flare on your perineum or some shit, right? Yeah, more or less. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got solar branded by uh, my my first mentor nico uh because he lives in charlotte now so it was the first time i'd seen him in five years four years and but, what is uh, solar brand and it wasn't on the perennium right you weren't no you, you, didn't, you didn't get okay you weren't starting I mean, up I, the tank i party like that too so like i mean never <laughs> say never right um, <laughs> right yeah no uh best way to put it is like do you ever burn ants with a magnifying glass yes yeah so of course same i'm, I'm a yeah godless bastard at some point in your life don't you just want to feel that power over something small you got to i mean it's maybe uh it doesn't affect you and maybe you feel bad about it i, I don't know yeah like same should, thing. should i should i feel bad about it Ooh, i should probably feel I, I think actually that's why you stop don't you eventually stop because you're like you know what i feel bad about this I, I remember when i stopped being a little jackass like and doing like i mean i'm still a jackass it's, it's a, it's a, but I remember when I was like, <laughs> oh, I crossed the line there. I'm going to I'm gonna stop fucking with shit just to be a little asshole. Uh, Those ants, stopping. it's not like they're a Pixar movie either. I mean, they are going to try and infiltrate your house. They're going to be eating all your fucking, you know, your sugary con yeah. confections. And, and now you're staying at the motel for like three days while your house get, gets fumigated. Like, yeah. And pay not, for it. Not all. good. Burn them. No. 
burn them. Maybe in the long run, you know, it's just war. You got to assume your part in the battle. Maybe yeah. you're, you know, you're either ant food or you or, or the ants the food. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, do ants eat decomposing bodies? Maybe. I don't, aren't we all ant food at some point then? Hmm. Yeah, they're going to yeah. eat you eventually anyway. So fucking burn those fucking bastards with no yeah. compunction. Yeah. I'd side with the grasshoppers on this. I don't think the grasshoppers eat me. Do they? They don't eat me, right? I don't think so. I have no idea. Well, are you also not up on your Pixar's then? I don't even know if that's Pixar's. That's Bugs Life. Yeah, which and then like what was the other one? Ants? What? I mean, there were like two movies oh. that were both that came out at the same time, and I maybe I you're know. right. Actually, it wasn't. I think I'm thinking of Ants. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't had my children close. Like they were, they were getting out of those stages. Now I've got a granddaughter, but. Anytime I go over to see her, she's already watched all the movies and she wants to watch all the same ones again. Cars. It, like, was you haven't brave? done the deep dive in the like classic Disney yet, or is that old hat for her now? Dude, come on, man. I ain't going to try and raise a racist baby. We can't go old Disney. Oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, but... No Fantasia, nothing cool like that. No, uh, nope. Well, usually no. we're not. I'm always playing video games, actually. That's what it is. Or we're just playing. We got to play a lot of games. We got to play a lot of, you know, um, like I, my leg breaks a lot. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll just be chilling there and she'll explain to me my leg's gotten broken and she needs to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wheels I mean, a little medicine cart. And she has me put my leg on it and then she checks some stuff and tells me I'm about to die. Every time. And then I hurts my feelings. I'm about to die. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to die. And then she laughs hysterically. Yeah, that that was like word for word. Exactly what happened to me when I broke my leg during COVID with a hospital, like, <laughs> the hospital <laughs> said, ah, you're going to die. You're fucked, kid. That's basically <laughs> what it was like. No, no pain management. No, nothing. Just like uh, you're probably going to get arthritic and need a knee replacement. I don't know. It might be two years. Could be like a couple decades. But uh. Yeah, you're gonna so, have to deal with that down the road. That that's what happened. You you broke your leg in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. During COVID, uh, like you know, beginning of May, so like month and a half into uh to COVID, like at that point, I was like, the weather's nice. Uh, I like straight up, like I was like, I'm getting fat already. Like just been sitting on the couch drinking beer and shit with the homies here. Uh, mm-hmm. so I started skating again. I like stepped on a scale. 173 pounds was like when I was like, oh, I'm getting too fat. I was start right. I was doing like a prison workout every morning. Yeah, and one, 175 though, that doesn't do as a kickflip as easy, huh? Yeah, it's it's hard to get off the ground that heavy. Um, <laughs> so you got to get down. And like I went skating uh, with uh, one of the kids who was working in the print shop, which is all of like 15 feet outside of my front apartment door here. And like he was a little punk kid, so I was like. We got along, bought six packs each. We're chilling at this uh, skate park under the bridge in uh, like part of Philly called Grace Ferry. And uh, right. yeah, went skating, fucking, nah, nah, I'm not going to land this trick. So I stepped off of it. It was like three and a half foot, whatever tall quarter pipe. And I planted my right leg and it popped. I felt it. I was like, oh, I just hyperextended that real bad. I laid on the like concrete for a minute and a half. And I went, that's lame, kid. Like, all these other guys want to keep shredding. Like you got to get out of the way. So then I hobbled to the grass, laid there for a few minutes, then went up to the top of the deck and finished my six pack. And, uh, my As people shred a, around your, your shredded knee. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
I couldn't walk at that point. By the time I'd like sat there for another hour while my friend like finished the session, uh, I was like, I'm not walking out of here. So he had to push me on my skateboard back to the van, got home. And then I basically didn't sleep for like a month and a half straight because I was in so much pain. Finally, like had a teleconference call with the doctor. Well, you're waiting to get into a doctor. I mean, you tried to get into a doctor right away, didn't you? No, I just thought I like fucked my knee up, like hyperextended. It's like, I'm good to go. Like I grew up snowboarding and all that. Like I fucked myself up so many times, like skating and no. snowboarding. And he just walked it off as a little kid. I didn't think anything <laughs> of it. I didn't think there was any possibility of like, breaking my, my leg. But yeah, so, no, you're, you're indestructible. So how is that possible? People don't break, the, people break their legs. Neil doesn't. No, not. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't afford to break my leg. What happens when I go, go back to work and like work in the back of trucks? Like I can't have a gimp leg. Like, right. So obviously part. you didn't. There's uh, not a fraction no reason to seek medical advice. I'll just lay in bed for two weeks. How long yeah. were you in bed? Uh, like it was like two weeks. And then like finally <laughs> it was like, all right, like got that set up. And like it was COVID, so I couldn't even go into the hospital. I had to do it like we're talking right now, teleconference call. And then he ordered an x-ray. So I go in. I never met my doctor. They do the x-ray, okay. but they left me sitting in the waiting room for like over an hour. Uh, weirdly enough, and I finally was like, hey, uh, my appointment was an hour ago. Like, I just wanted to let you guys know I'm still here. Is like something happened? It's like, oh, we didn't even know you were over here. I'm like, you didn't watch me walk in and then keep making eye contact for an hour? It's COVID. Like, people are sketched out. The right, hospital. but you're supposed to sign in, ain't you? Uh, they knew yeah. I was there and signed in because I was like, do I need to do anything? I'm uninsured. <laughs> like, uh, do oh. I pay you all or do I get... They sent me away to pay, like, the hospital direct, and I came back after signing in, right. and then nothing came up. Did that. Um, like, we already got your money. We don't care about the rest. Yeah, you're fucked. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Good luck. Hobble out of here. Boy. Wait for the next bill in the mail because you got one of them too for sitting in this chair. Uh, and <laughs> that doctor, wait, it's called, called a waiting room fee. Oh, yeah. Uh, that doctor called me back. He's like, Oh, so I'm going to transfer you from my department to uh, the trauma orthopedic department. Same yeah. thing, teleconference call, MRI. The dude is like, It looks like you day later, it. same day. What two weeks later? Uh, oh, like, right on, goes to trauma, then, which yeah. I would thought would expedited things. You would think, yeah. And okay. uh, he was like, hey, it looks like you dropped the plate on the ground. Uh, but then also somebody stepped on the top of that broken tibia and pushed it downwards, too. And, right, uh, because you've been trying to fucking hobble around with it for the past two weeks, right? Yeah, you walk it off. And Yeah, uh, yeah like, it's like the-, uh, the Greek. So he used the, the Greek wedding terminology, I see. The opa, he smashed the plate on the ground. But now he also uses they danced around it. Yeah. And uh, so... Yeah. Basically, like ultimately, he uh, was like, "Oh, you need a surgery," and I'm like, at this point, it's a month on, month plus on from like breaking my leg. I was like, "So, what's the success rate of this shit?" Where they wanted to re-break my leg, cadaver bone graft, titanium mm. plate. He's like, "Well, the longer you wait, uh, not as good. Like, you need to get it done tomorrow. Like, I could get you in here tomorrow." I'm like, "Right," oh. but like, you didn't have it done. No, because I was like, what's it cost? Like, of course, a stupid question okay. asking a doctor, what's it cost? You don't <laughs> right. cancel that. And what? I'm like, I, so basically, I walked it off. I mean, I don't, did you do Oklahoma City in the middle of COVID or not? Oh, uh, uh, no, I didn't. I did not. All right. Like, yeah, because that was that one show. And I'm like, I was on a cane at that point. Oh, and now I'm great, you know? Probably How is it now? I mean, it hurts every so often, but like, I'm walking just fine. I just, I ain't going to jump down off a, a curb. 
you know, I'm going to like not taking a, a, a flight of stairs anymore. Careful on your grinds. Uh huh. Oh man, it was great. Like you skateboarding more anymore. Uh, I landed one kickflip like five months after I broke my leg in Wildwood. Uh, but then I ain't been on a board since. I'm I'm scared. Like I don't want to fuck it up. Like, yeah. You know so I mean? now you're just prison workout. Yeah, it's great. Like you just got to be able to move your own body. If you move your own body, like nah, I don't need to be swole. I just got to be able to move my own fat ass. <laughs> right. The more weight you put on, though, doesn't that just help? your weight training then yeah, I, I, I follow the logic here so maybe i should pull yeah. back up to 225 pounds like i got max COVID. yeah so oh, you can do push-ups with some real resistance yeah like man and then and then uh i'll skinny back man out with troy the boys hardcore gym and uh i'll be <laughs> ripped as fuck troy boys hardcore gym yeah um yeah i want to talk to deb cooper you know uh roy boys uh old lady uh, just out of respect for her, you know, I'm sure you're aware of uh, how tight his shop is or was. No. In, no, you don't know about Roy Boy? No, no. Tell me about him. Oh, man. Well, tell my viewers as well, please. Let's hey, act like I know, know this. so that I should and so that I can be on the end. And then I'll just be like, oh, no, but explain it to my viewers. Of course, I know about yeah, Roy I, Boy. I'm not I, out of the loop, was, but, uh, you know, I've got listeners. So, OK, well, uh long and short of it is uh it used to be cool to have a, a gym in the basement of your shop and keep tigers down there and ride motorcycles and film <laughs> everything and just be insane like it's great oh, that I hasn't wish. stopped being cool though yeah i mean it still is but when was the last time you went to a shop with tigers in the basement roy boy had some uh some tiger kings shit there yeah i mean dude og tiger tiger king uh yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the first batch, the yeah. non fan, the non incest one. Yeah, I was like, I wish, like, what were the rules to his gym too? Like, I mean, you had to like have like appropriate attire on. Like, you know, people swear you got to sweat. Like, it was a real deal. Like, I thought it was. I kind of think it's hilarious, right? Like, isn't that uh, it's almost putting on airs to an extent? But like, that was how it used to be. Uh, it ain't like that anymore. I mean, even like the shops that I remember going into in like 2005, whatnot, like when I was still like too young to be getting work done, but was uh, like they still had an edge to it. And I mean, it's cool that like it's not super intimidating to go into a shop, but nobody's. But got is, that, it, uh, is that what you're saying? You're also kind of saying, but is it? It's a, it's a little. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I love your soccer mom shop. It's it's real cool, I guess. Is that what you're right. saying? Yeah, I mean, I think it's <laughs> to a degree uh, rad that, uh, you know, more people, I don't think it's that more people think it's okay and acceptable to get it now, or that's what it is, but it's like that that amount of people is always there, but yeah, I mean, like, I even remember when my dad had to go in the shops and, like, sign for me and everything, I was like, oh, man, what's my dad going to think about this? Like, Ugh. but uh, nowadays, yeah, it's, it's no problem. Right? Like, depends and, where you go, right? But you can just most places are set up really professional and, and you, you miss the wild west the gil Montes and and the uh the type of shops where you might have to get in a fist fight yeah before like you get up, tattooed or after yeah uh, upstairs is like the clubhouse and smoking weed and drinking and whatnot with the guys at the shop or like just but that's okay like for that. you because you can just go down the streets of philadelphia and get punched in the mouth and don't you feel just right at home there you get that yeah you know? i mean that that is super fair actually like i mean 
straight up, like I was saying, we got to go on a like a little field trip through uh, my Philly and like most of the crew. Can we do it on a double decker? Or is that uh, just make us um, a, a mark? Well, <laughs> they're like, those motherfuckers got tourist money right there. We're going to go to the Kensington Beach. We're going to be under the L. They, they got height restrictions there. So a double decker might actually get stuck, which does happen. I saw some video of a semi getting stuck under there recently. I was like, dumbass. You can't open it, your semi. <laughs> but uh, well, you I, drive truck. Has it happened yet with our crew, with your crew? Anybody got my, stuck under a bridge? Twice in my tenure. Or uh, once under a bridge and uh, once just uh, flipping a U-turn in the dumbest spot. I'm like, it's like they were in Philly and they backed into a giant pole and ripped the back door off of the truck. I'm actually going to drive to uh, Denver uh, starting Sunday. But uh, how do you do that? Why are you flipping a U-turn? It's Philly. Everything's on a grid system. You just make three right just turns. Just go up. Two left turns. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. But, yeah, it, it's happened. It's funny. Uh, not you. You ha- not hasn't happened for you yet. Or you wouldn't be making fun of these people. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've, or, I have not fucked up like that yet. But, uh, yeah, this shit's uh, it's not fun to learn how to drive a truck in this city. It's not fun to drive a truck in this city. But that that's what it is. And so, yeah, that's what Roy it hardcore is. Gym. It's fucking it's semis and trucks and like his shirts. Uh, Roy Boy's hardcore gym with that tiger. I just want to do one that's Troy Boy's hardcore gym with the semi. Um, right. Are you guys carrying weight around, though? Like, I mean, you got on those like, T-shirts. Just yeah. lifting up those uh, those boxes. Are those boxes? That's light in comparison. To, you, do you, you know how heavy those stacks of tables we move for the conventions are? Okay, right. Yeah, no, those are. So uh, you just set up some workout routines, if I'm hearing this right. right, And maybe even some challenges. People love your your trophies, so you're probably going to need to make a trophy. You're going to need some T-shirts. And then you're just going to have the challenge. Like, listen, I've got all these pallets full of these tables. They need to go from the back of this truck to the corner of that convention. Time starts now. Yeah, or you know, we just start that uh, that competition Thursday morning at seven a.m. when we start setting up, and it's like, okay, if you want to win this trophy, I need you to unload this truck of pallets and t-shirts and take them to the merch booth. Yeah. And then really, if we don't see a- sweat, it's not you're not working. Come on. Oh yeah, I, oh, uh, the summer. That's not Roy Boy's gym. No, I'm sweating. I sweated through my Carhartt overalls down in Houston. Like them shits had a like sweat rings on them, like a hat. Like it was bad. Listen to yourself. You already know. What what did you just say? You said it right there, just in in its sentence. That that sentence that you said, sweat through my Carhartt overalls in Houston. Yeah. Duh, come on, man. What you wearing Carhartt overalls in Houston? Uh, Work pants, dog. Uh, they were also the only pair of pants I had with me for that entire six weeks for the, on the road. <laughs> if you guys are you going were ever to cold wondering states why at I least, work, what's that? Are you going to cold states at least? Where the fuck in this country is it cold right now? Well, to justifies what, what justifies one set of pants? Do you not? You're driving a truck. You got room for clothes. You uh, could bring a change of shoes if you want. You just pack light, man. You just pack light because you're just going to accumulate so many trinkets from the truck stops along the way that, like, you just can't, you ain't got room for clothes. And, like, right. if you it, to none of the trinkets, though, are a pair of pants. You never jump into a truck stop and be like, oh, wow, look at these. I don't nah. know, camo. 
now like currently my main goal is a just great trucker hats like i just did a count on my hats and it was like 21 i think there's like 10 of them i've yet to wear there's like seven across all of our trucks at the moment i can't find that's that's my current thing but like is this a possible problem listen you have one pair of pants and 21 hats yeah i mean you got to accessorize right like if you only have one pair of pants i bet you do right yeah, you're wondering why I never wear a shirt with the overalls. It's because, you know, I got to like stretch it out. Have you ever tried to do laundry at the fucking Red Roof Inn somewhere in the middle of nowhere? Well, if you only got one pair of pants, then what are you doing it in? You're just standing there stark naked in the middle, just being like, yeah, I'm waiting on this machine. I mean, dude, yeah, the crazy <laughs> white boy look gets me left alone most times, except for that yeah. one guy who punched me in the face. He out white boyed me like crazy white boyed me and fucking bam, hit in the smash. Foot. You haven't gotten smashed in the face, though, waiting naked in the laundry room at the hotel yet. You've met me. Do you think I really care if I'm hanging around <laughs> in my drawers in the laundry room? Like, oh, I'm surprised you wouldn't have got a charge yet, though. They got cameras on a lot of those things. I mean, I got my briefs on. Like, that ain't naked yet. Okay, you got a point. Got a point. This is certainly right. not Philly naked. No. Nah. Philly naked, you, you have to have balls and ass out. Because if it's just ass out, you might be taking. You might have just been taking the poop. Yeah, and that's the thing here. I, yeah, I know that's why. I like sometimes you play it. You play the game. Is it dog or human? No, I don't even play that <laughs> game anymore. I just don't want to think about it. First, when I first started coming to Philly, like the first five trips I took here, right in and out of the city while I was doing my last job on tour, selling uh-huh. jewelry and shit. Every goddamn time I was in the city, I stepped in shit. Just stepped in. Shit. <laughs> oh God. And then you, get you feel better there. if it's human because or you feel better if it's dog because the dog food kind of goes back to the consistency of dog food, usually, you know, Wait, unless they're better if it's dog. Like, I think I'm better yeah. with dog shit. But sometimes they just it's so high on the wall. You're like, no dog shits projectile yeah. like that. You know, that's yeah, I mean, a high ass dog. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, but what the fuck? I think those people are the just they know that people are. What's that? I mean, what the hell in life's running you up the wall so much that you're walking in fucking human shit sprayed all over it? Philadelphia. I just mean, when we go to Philadelphia, there's literally, it feels like people are sometimes trying to help you know that it is, that it's a human because oh, you're like, why, why else would you, why else would you explode poop on a wall? You know, like it seems like you would squat in all cases. Yeah. I, but- I figure the more you get them butt cheeks apart, the less you have to wipe and you never see toilet paper with the pile. So I don't think they're wiped. No, they're, they're definitely not, but oh man, it's, it's uh they're constipated and they're finally, you know, going, I, but uh, they think, haven't been eating. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Like that's how I understood it. At least this, yeah, that's why we, that's why I don't give money to homeless people. Cause they're just going to shit the walls. I mean, I gave a lady five bucks under the L last night. Like, uh-huh. I dropped Frank off from uh, coming back from our truck school. It, like, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but all right, fine. I got like one a day. That's my, uh, that's how I deal with it. You know, like, whether one, you give one, one homeless person, anybody, like, I mean, it's like somebody mm-hmm. like hits me up for a smoke or like, you know, you got a buck <laughs> or something. Like, I got yeah, one I gave. a day. Like, what, right. what am I, what am I losing? I gave it the office. Second person yeah. asked for a cigarette. Two people walk up to you and they're like, hey, man, you got to smoke. You're like, for one of you, fight it out. And 
like this lady, like, I mean, great story, right? Like, I don't buy it for a second, you know, because wait, I'll run into her again. And like, the same story. This other guy that I keep running into at this new bar I got to go to because my favorite bar closed while I was out of town. Uh, same story. It's just like, it's such a rehearsed thing. And then you're like, I don't know if that's true or not. So I just, no more, dude. But all right, I got a buck for you. Like, in my mind, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I Bleeding heart, I do feel. No, I don't. Yet. Listen, listen, here, maybe this will help you or anybody living in a city who feels the, the obligation at any point meeting a homeless person to give them money, especially in places like Philadelphia, never do, because unless they're going to spend it on alcohol, I would ask them right away, hey, you plan on spending this on food or alcohol? If they answer alcohol, fuck yeah, go ahead and give it to them. If they say food, you know, it's just going to make them shit on the fucking subway walls. So, you know, so less no. poop. Yeah, yeah, no. You drink some Jim Morton, some Jim Bean or something with that. You go buy a bottle of Mad Dog, we're okay. But if you're going I, to Taco I, Bell. Yeah. Oh, oh, fair. yeah. Well, the only Taco Bell out here is definitely there's already like people who got that. That's their, their turf as far as panhandling here in the city. I was there just now. They sit at the yeah. end of the drive through and uh, I've seen them get in fights at the Taco Bell. I mean, they know people got money if you're eating Taco Bell. All right. And they'll accost you about it. Have you have you tried? My favorite really is to say thank you or no thank you. I act like they're trying to give me change. Hey, man, you got any change? You know, like, no, oh, thank no, you. thank you, man. I got a pocket full. That's what, you know, and, yeah. and by the time I've said said that, I don't say pocket full part, but by the time I've said that, I'm usually 20 feet beyond them. And they're th- sitting there thinking like, no, nah, man, I didn't mean like I was going to give to you. Yeah, and now the like, rest of their day is having a like hypothetical argument with you, like where they're <laughs> because they're just getting more and more pissed off about it. I hope because like, I'm usually somewhere down the road. It's like I tried to do a Jedi mind trick. I'm like, oh, oh, no, no, thank God. Appreciate it, man. I really do. Yeah. You say you say it long enough, you know, as you continue walking. And I'll then um, and then people can tell you you're a heartless bastard. You don't care about the poor. I mean, sometimes I am like, you know, uh, you got a buck. Sure. Don't. And then you keep going. I mean, like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I've lived in the cities long enough. Like, yeah, not everybody's going to get it. But like. I don't know. What am I missing on a single dollar point with this lady was uh, reaching into my goddamn pocket, knowing that I got mm. some singles in there. And lo and behold, it's a fucking $5 goddamn bill. So it's just like, all right, there's five. I'm buying your time. Like I'm buying my. Free oh. time. Please yeah, but away. that's like five days worth for you. So how, how heartless you think I'm going to be for the next five days? Well, that's what I, that's what I'm curious. <laughs> Is that what happened? Well, that's I'm a little salty about it, so probably. Yeah. You were still salty about it then. I'm telling you the story. That's how salty I am about it. <laughs> right. So go on, please. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I just hooked. It. It's like just one person. Like, and then I get it out of my system. Like, I don't know. I don't think that like one person, like a cigarette, dollar, like whatever. Maybe it's karma. Then at that point, I get left the fuck alone. Except on that day. What were you doing karmically wrong? You know what? I, why I don't go with karma in any case. People say it exists, whatever. You can't pray to karma. You know, even if it's true, why do I give a fuck? I can't. I can't. I have no control over it. Right. Except to do good things. Yeah. Bullshit. Like that. I want, yeah. I want a God that I can pray to to help me hedge my 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 
bets kind of some, you know, to kind of position me in an advantageous place better than those around me because of my hard work, you know, telling him what a good guy he is. Hey, I like your haircut, that kind of shit. I got your back. I I believe in you, God, and like I support you. So, you know, help me out here and there. Dude, I like them shoes. They look great on you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. You float around and you don't even need them. I like you. You're brand new. They're cool. They're better than Yeezys. Fuck Yeezy. That's what I tell them. Because, because you know, God and Kanye already got a fight anyways. They got a little beef because Kanye thinks he's God. And so he likes it when I, when I talk shit on Kanye. Didn't we already establish one musician as God and, like, Kanye's going to just, like, nah. that guy's crazy. Lemmy's God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't think everybody knows, man. I don't think it's it, it might be known in many circles, but I don't think Lemmy is God is known as vast as Kanye thinks he's God. And the next thought to Kanye thinking he's God is Kanye is God. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. These new generations, right? These, these kids today, these kids today. What do you think of them? You're from like Portland. No, no, you're from Chicago. You're from uh, Chicago. I'm missing every fucking one. No, you're from my favorite hockey team, the the Colorado yeah. Avalanche. Which I actually I was going to bring that up, right? Like, I mean, you, you've yet to go back to that fence to tell me if uh, the Red Wings suck. Uh, sticker slap I did is still there. I sure hope it is. But uh, well, since then, I have met uh, Darren McCarty, who is me Red Wings, a Red Wing legend. And so now I have to tell you, no, fuck Avalanche. Avalanche sucks so hard um, because the truth of the matter is Darren McCarty has an evil look in his eye. Like he might snap at any minute. I understood he partied a little bit. You can kind of see it <laughs> and you see that there's an edge on the kid. You know what? I'll just agree. with him. You're right. right. <laughs> I don't know. Like my favorite part about traveling, right, is uh, that I know enough shit. I played sports growing up and, uh, you know. Troy's got me going around the country nonstop. My job before this, like I'd already knocked out the country. That rousing people, right? Like sports shit, yeah. the best to just get under somebody's skin, especially <laughs> if you know that rivalry, just like just a little bit. Even if like, they what? can tell you're not really trying to like be mean, it still gets to them real good. When do you go to the rival state? Do you always just talk about the op- opposition, even if you have no alliance with that team then? Yeah, absolutely. Like fucking last year when we did uh, the Minneapolis show in the summer uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I had to go back out to Wisconsin uh, to help Frank out with some shit at a way station and long story. Either way, I stopped at a, a truck stop on the way back into Minnesota. And I bought a fucking Green Bay Packers T-shirt that I wore at the show like one day just because because that's just <laughs> a great rivalry. <laughs> I don't give a shit about either of those teams, but people were but offended. You- but you want to be a dick. You don't want to miss the opportunity to be a dick. Yeah. yeah it's like <laughs> it's being a dick, but it's also trying to get people to feel a little more lighthearted about shit. Like you're really all that wrapped up. It's like, I remember hearing somebody put it this way. Like, why is it when uh, your favorite sports team wins that you won? Like we won, but when they lost, right. oh, they lost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why when someone tells me that they lost, I immediately begin assuming that it was something that that person did incorrectly. And I just attribute it to that several times. I'm going to tell you, well, did you wear the, your lucky underwear? 
Yeah, that was, you, I was gonna say, like, like oh. at one point too, that always comes down to they didn't go to the game, and you're like, you fucking asshole, you should have been there cheering in the stands. Your fucking voice could have been the camel that put him over the straw's back, or however it works. You know what I'm right. talking about? Oh, it's yeah. Oh, but it, sometimes that's like not even sports, but like other things in life. It's like if you start breaking shit down in your life and thinking about it, like sometimes it's like weird, like I don't know, coincidences, weird full circles in my life are a huge thing, like. I just find them like it's entertaining. That's kind of neat. Like that happened. I'm not putting any like real merit or value to them, but like you can sit there and be like, huh, this shit would have totally played out if I had done this. Just fucking hair different. So played out better, uh, better outcome possibly too. Like better not have a broken leg or not yeah. be punched in the face. <laughs> what if you had not said, what'd you, you said bitch to him? You said fuck. What'd you say to the guy that punched you? I said, I ain't got fuck all for you, homie. And uh, what, what if you said, I ain't got dick all? What if that was the single difference? Like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, you don't got dick off. That's yeah, okay. that's just that, that's just not really that much of a swear, but fuck, but I, no, yeah, dude, I would have punched you in the face. <laughs> so. yeah, but like, I mean, ain't that life? Like, I don't know, shit like Troy's like, it's definitely parenting. Sounds like you're ready to be a parent, bro, because <laughs> it's parenting. You never know how you're fucking your kid up, you just find out after you get done. Yeah, and then uh, once they're adult and you got to see all the problems they got, then you just spend the rest of your life apologizing for them. <laughs> ah, man, dude, we didn't know any better. Yeah, oh, they I'm had so books sorry. out, but you know I don't like to read. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe I will. I mean, I do, like, there should be another Neil. I'm already the fourth, so why not? Fourth Neil? You're Neil the fourth? Yeah, there's no fourth in my name but uh yeah i'm neil c slack my dad's neil c slack my dad goes by his middle name his his father's neil c slack great grandfather of course never knew he was neil c slack poor oh, farmer from nebraska married into well, the that makes you sir neil the fourth sometimes i fuck with it like my employee badge for uh the company sir pickles the fourth oh, so man, many pickles. different things to and also your pickles to the fourth power Oh man, and on the on on January on the fourth, be with you uh, during March and all these things. Oh, this man, is we're cool. Just creating more nicknames for like I got too many. Yeah, nicknames. yeah. Well, no, we got a George Bush to this thing up. That's what I'm saying. We got to come up with some nicknames. Several. I mean, Emilio Estevez is one of my favorite. For your nickname, is that because you uh, look forward to one day turning a young hockey team around? and making a bunch of young losers find their true meaning in life is sticking together in friendship or some shit. Yeah. I think by just not caring about the Stanley cup playoffs, I did help turn the Colorado avalanche around and like, then they won the Stanley cup. That's how, that how <laughs> that's how that works. Good we, job. We just had this whole, yeah. We just had that whole top. Yeah. 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 yeah but the way it's a butterfly effect. I see. And, yeah. and you, your lack of care concern for the Stanley cup, actually inspired you know i tell people and you'd notice in new orleans right they got they generally got a terrible football team am i wrong i'm probably wrong this year but i'm going to talk out my ass i don't know stuff right so generally they got a bad football team and one thing i notice is new orleans parties regardless if they win or lose so if that football team loses i'm saying stop partying motherfuckers you know what i mean like you don't you have a long quiet bus ride home and then you know yeah. not to do it again. That's the way this works. Yeah. It, oh, man. It's you guys great... go out there and party every weekend. Then how do your team the, the represent know that they should 
do better next week. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. a party anyways. Let's, fuck it. Let's get this game over with. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, At one the, point, they're like beer the thirty, and, right? <laughs> I know about that. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, the new the 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 Saints isn't that who it is? New Orleans, New Orleans Saints, Island Saints. Sure is. Fucking beer thirty, right about the third quarter. Now it's beer thirty, guys. Let's just you know they this this team's trying hard. They deserve it. Yeah, let's just go out there. Just eleven of you guys, like you bench warmers, just eleven of you go stand out there. Just don't even try. We we got to go drink beers over here in the clubhouse. Yep. But you take away all the parties and the super fun funerals, and maybe then uh, I don't know. Our funerals supposed to be fun too. I hear one of the biggest requests when people visit uh, as tourists to New Orleans is they request to see a, a New Orleans funeral, but unfortunately that can't really be worked out. Because you can't plan when somebody dies. You, you really can't. You just got to go. You just got to wait it out. It's like wedding crashers, right? Like, go wait it out at the cemetery and like somebody will show up eventually. Yeah, I like that idea. What if somebody does plan it? They're like, listen, we're going for a vacation of a week to, I don't know, two weeks. <laughs> we're we're not to catch really a funeral sure sometime. New Orleans is going to die. We'll be back after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, those cemeteries are great. Fucking. I tried to go into one of them once and I couldn't get in. Like the, they were shutting it down as closed, like real weird when shit like that's open to the public on a fee basis. And then they lock it down. <laughs> All right. Listen, there's dead people here. We got to respect that. So we're done yeah. at three. Uh, <laughs> it's open tomorrow at 9 a.m. For $50. You can go on a tour and see uh, people. It's on Jim Morrison's face or something, right? I don't know who's, who's, who's buried out there. Marie LaRue or whatever. Marie, Marie Laveau. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, cemeteries are great. I like fucking around, seeing them, checking them out. Like, come out here and drop some menstrual blood on her on her gravesite. I mean, I definitely totally pissed on a Confederate grave once in South Carolina. Like, well, just, uh, oh man, you're so rude. <laughs> I mean, are you? I don't know. I mean, hey, somebody, man. Now, how do you know it was Confederate? Like yeah, how do you know it was Confederate grave? It's fucking marked in South Carolina. They fucking had all that shit. Like it was very well, proudly. What's but, that? But was it, it was for Confederate or was it just because they're the 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 Confederate symbol was originally a wasn't it like Virginia or something like that? A naval or possibly South Carolina naval emblem in a square. And it was talking about like that people Rocksville and like heritage. Yeah, they, they try to that rock. They claim yeah like i don't understand history look at my flag right this is our heritage and then you're right like i don't know it so i'm not gonna say it as fact but like you're right like that flag was uh some other like smaller version and now everybody rocks that and yeah well there was the southern cross i remember being at a a great here's how i i remember i was at a spot where confederate soldiers fought with the north in uh tennessee we're out there visiting a friend. We're going around some spots and he's like, yeah, they're up there is a spot where, you know, they engage in some battle and shit. And they actually overturned some of the monument, not the monuments, but the gravestones to fire with each other, you know? So like they put some of them down so that they could kind of hide behind them and shit. And he's like, you can see bullet holes and stuff. And there's a little thing that speaks on it at that grave. There was several people buried with the, uh, the Southern cross as a square. So to me, that means that prior to them engaging in a kind of the conflict, people were probably buried and had that as part of their duty. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And in that case, then and it was also in a square. It wasn't a rectangle. And then somehow people have made it a rectangle because of the general Lee. I think that's the only way it became a rectangle, isn't it? <laughs> like, I don't know. I ain't no pretty scientist. Oh, yeah. I forget. You're not yeah. a scientist. You don't not. know the rocket science. You don't know science rockets. Nope. I don't. <laughs> it, at any rate, yeah, I, I'm not trying to unpack. It's just funny to oh, me. Oh, no, yeah, like, I feel you on that. Like, they had, but, like, these graves were marked, uh, and, like, I remember one of the gravestones, definitely. And as I, like, walked around the, the cemetery, you know, I even started mm -hmm. seeing ones that were marked as, like, Daughters of the Revolutionary War or something to that right. effect. Yeah. Like, I dig that shit. Like, I dig walking around uh, cemeteries, especially in old pissing on graves of people that you might deem and you ah. you're just looking for one of them to to defecate you're just looking for one of them to soil up i mean yeah what's gonna happen i, I don't know if the cops on me i'd probably be in trouble that's about what it. what if they ghost what if they like get all pissed if they're just waiting watching for someone to you know and their spirit haunts you now i mean you know how many decisions from my past still haunt me shit man some <laughs> ghosts from the yeah, nah, I ain't worried about that. Yeah, worried about uh, that. Maybe they're like, the reasons you had the pit stains in Houston. Yeah, uh, uh, that that I was a little worried about because I didn't look so great at that point. But uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't know that I even believe in ghosts, but like, I still have like those moments where I'm like, that wasn't right. You know, like little shadows move, cross shit. Uh, like I got, we call it the whiskey lounge now. Is this little room in uh the building that I can smoke in? But like, I'll be up there like late at night, just, especially in the winter, catching smokes. But uh, the ghosts don't fuck with me. But I definitely see shit moving all the time. And I'm like, huh, that's really interesting. This building, old but you fuck. got eyesight, right? Like your eyesight's not perfect neither, right? Like no, you're harder actually, to see without your glasses. So oh, I can't see just it without my glasses. We were driving. Frank was riding shotgun with me coming home from Charlotte. And uh, we have no AC in that truck. It's in the shop right now to get fixed. But like 100 degrees, no AC, windows down, it ain't doing nothing. So I was like dumping water on myself and uh, took my glasses off so they didn't get covered in water. Uh, so it wasn't like hard to see through them while driving. Just heavy right. traffic. We're in like, we're going through DC traffic coming home. Ah, oh, fuck. And I dropped my glasses and I couldn't see them. And uh, I wasn't actually that worried. Like I can't see, but I could tell I was like, not at risk like hitting nothing i'm like all right i got whatever distance in front of me you should have seen how stressed frank was that was probably my favorite <laughs> moment of the drive <laughs> frank oh. what was he just sweating not bullets over there white knuckling the, the dashboard oh uh, he wasn't paying attention like so at first i'm just like you know there's known spots like while i'm driving those trucks like where shit just falls and then just kind of settles into so you just have those reactionary, like, okay, look around here. Feel Reflex around here. look. Yeah. Yeah. Kick your feet around. I couldn't find it. So I was like, hey, Frank, uh, I can't find my glasses. They buried in all the shit, like, on the bench seat with you or something. I just took them off. Uh, <laughs> you help me? And he, like, jumps in the action. But, like, I could tell, even though I couldn't see, that he was getting a little. And I was like, finally, I reached down. They were, like, pinned between the seat and the driver's side door. Like, I was like, all right, Jack, yeah. here. how the fuck did they get here? I was like, oh, never mind, Frank. I found him. We're good. See, I was one of them gremlins, one of them ghosts. Took him into their parallel universe for a second. I, then put what? him back. No ghost wants to hang out in that cab of that truck that long. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, I mean, maybe maybe they've been inspired from you pissing on their grave. I mean, like, maybe they're just coming to hang out and, like, they're like, this kid's party. Let's go uh, 
see what other kind of misadventures we can get into. <laughs> yeah, I hope Average he writes Red Wings suck somewhere in Detroit. Yeah, just, just to be a dick. Like, oh, man, this kid, like, we're just going to be a dick for no reason. Let's go. So Ohio has that with, with Michigan. You know, I like to shine Ohio on a little bit because Ohio State is always pissed at Michigan. Not in okay. Michigan State, though. And so I act like I'm not aware of the rivalry. And I'll say, oh, yeah, Michigan, all they care about is fighting against Michigan State. You guys don't do that. So that's probably why. I don't think you guys make the rate. Do they know that you guys have a rivalry? Right. Then they can get a little heated. Like, yeah, they know. Ohio against Michigan, they always know. Like, you realize we're like the same person, though, right? Like, we're just fucking with people. You literally just told me the same thing I've been talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, I was just giving you some room to breathe it, and then I wanted to say my own. I was just trying to give you some fodder for the next time you're in Ohio. Oh, I know that. I'm going to be there probably on the 4th of July, all by my lonesome self. Oh, yeah? Driving to Denver through Ohio? Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing that I'll make it to – I'm leaving Sunday the 3rd, so I'm guessing that'll be about where I get to the 4th. I don't know. I'll just be out there somewhere. You know not a lot of better places, though, to witness a firework explosion like then right there. Bible Belt country, Ohio, Indiana. You know, that's that's where you're going to get your best bang for your buck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, growing up in Colorado, like you didn't ever get to buy fireworks. So I love being in all those weird places, just being able to buy fireworks like. Uh, it used to be best. Ohio was where we went for you. Michigan went to Ohio to get fireworks. If you wanted to do that in growing up, like you had to head up 25 uh, to get into Wyoming to buy them. Like right, those states that just have permanent year round fireworks. Like how much money <laughs> do you think those kind of businesses are really making? Isn't it always the same states that have like, that have the most gun sales too. And the, the least limits on your ability to, to, uh, well, quite literally blow anything up. Right. Yeah. Like, here you go. You just, you just have that. That's fun. Yeah, like Wyoming, you can buy an AR for a one mil. Yeah, I mean, you totally should. I put it in the kid's name. I'm not going to let him turn it into a to an automatic until he gets 16. Yeah, that sounds like a, you know using your kid's social security number to open a new credit card and you know they're yeah, well, teach him some responsibility. I, I've been wondering. I've been toying with the idea just for for fun for the same kind of trolling purposes i guess i'm i'm trying to wonder if i don't want to take the in light you know of all the school shootings uh if i don't want to just take the approach that i have age restrictions across several possibly even rights that i already understand that you know you're not an adult and so i don't think a child should be able to kill adult level numbers Right. And so like there's different levels. So I would say like a five year old, I don't think we should allow that kid to have more than eight bullets in any clip. And, and that's just to limit him at under five, because honestly, he's probably going to get one or two. But I don't I need to have a law prepared for the one that's trained, you know, and can get maybe eight kills with fucking eight bullets. But then yeah. moving on, you know, because I don't think anybody under 10 should be able to kill more than 10. And that's when I start 11, 12. I think that's when you should be able to start killing, you know, 10. You, so it's like under 10 kids. is basically saying like you get one person for every year of life. And then once you're over 10, like you probably got enough frustrations and just built up angst and anger that like. We're yeah. going to let this go. We'll let that ride. I mean, like talking about all that shit, man, like. I went, I was into Texas like right after uh, the Uvalde uh, 
shooting and like just seeing every flag in that state at half mass like that's some real shit like i was 23 miles away in school and got locked down like the whole school shut down during columbine like i was it's a weird thing i mean it's weird that this country oh you're young enough that you were you were like around then during the first you your state popped it off i was in school when that happened like my school locked down you're from the generation and the state that made school shoot put school shootings on the map something to be proud of hang your hat on that right (laughs) one of your 21 hats i mean i don't know there's also I don't even know if it's worth talking about on your podcast. Like, the, yeah, it is now. Yeah, I love it. it. I I don't know. I got mixed feelings about guns, right? Like, super mixed feelings. Uh, definitely believe in uh, all of us having the right to what you know we supposedly are guaranteed by our constitution and the Bill of Rights. But you even start looking at how gun ownership is in Europe, man. Like, you don't get to take your gun home. You're allowed to own that gun, but it's a uh, for sportsmanship, marksmanship, and like. Right. You know, then in this country, people like get to that weird defense point. Like, well, what if, you know, like crazy? I'm like, you really think of some crazy shit popped off in this country? You owning a couple like assault rifles is really going to like. No, that's why they the- need to get so many more. That's why they don't stop at one. Well, but isn't that like pursuit of like, I don't like It's crazy to me, right? Like, <laughs> I don't own guns. Yes. Isn't that working towards an eventual Armageddon doomsday self-fulfilling prophecy? It kind of is, right? It certainly I mean, gives like, you. Yeah, I mean, and like here in Philly, right? Like, I just saw a news article. A uh, couple people, one in South Carolina, one here from Philadelphia, uh, just got arrested. And who knows how long they're going away? But they're going down to South Carolina. I don't own guns, so I don't. Obviously, the gun laws there must be super relaxed. They they were sending people they knew the or like had sourced buy guns and then drive them up I ninety five back to Philly, to right. then you know some of the people like Philly. What was it? 2020 or 2021 i think had the most murders like we had 600 something in the city like right. i don't trip over it uh in the sense of like i don't feel unsafe in the city but you also got to walk with a purpose when you're anywhere in life like anywhere in a city anywhere that it could go get weird but yeah i don't know like but what do you do but i think the argument of if you take away the guns only criminals have guns i, I think that argument's bullshit um because really, why do you yeah. think that I've heard it a lot. It's the number one that I hear uh, the most common. I mean, like, well, yeah, I mean, people are going to have whatever they want. Like, like, right, drugs are illegal, but who, who's who got drugs, right? Like, anybody and everybody knows how to go well, get criminals. that. So, like, yeah, oh, okay. but, but do, also do you think politicians, not, also non-criminals, everybody can get drugs is also what you're saying. Exactly. I mean, like, if you removed, uh, like, I'm not even saying, like, gun ownership should be illegal, but, I mean, there's just something that should fucking happen well yeah listen my my proposal then i think works listen five years old you get to kill up to eight ten you get to kill up to 13 maybe and it's just clip size right by the time you get to to 25 i don't think you should be able to kill 19 people like the uvaldi unless you're at least 25 years old that's how i i know you're being sarcastic and whatnot about that but like (laughs) yeah i am uh, i mean like shit i don't know like i think to a degree like it bugs me like saying like I was in school and got locked down, like had to deal with like my school. We're 23 miles away from it. Like we're not really at risk, but nobody even knew what that was. Right. I mean, shit's weird. Right. Like some lady just like point blank shot a dude like last night, I think uh, here in Philly. I mean, like it could just happen. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think people like, here in the city, like I knew a kid who pierced in uh, he still pierces in Seattle. He's a tiny little kid. 
and I mean, I, I get it, but like, dude, like at one point, like we're at a bar and he like showed me like, he's like, yeah, you know, like just in case I need, I'm like, dude, you don't think that like carrying that gun around, like tucked into your waistband, like, yeah, I get it. You're like 120 pounds of, I, Right. you know like but I mean, it's I actually definitely... possibly worse in your case now that you know that now you have to rely on his level of training and competence and to be sure that you're not going to get killed by his own actions right or he's maybe he's enough person but like right I yeah because think... if he starts drinking well number one you're already breaking the law really to yeah. have a uh, in inside of the bar most bars you're not allowed to drink right i don't, or know, not, I don't think not you're allowed, allowed to, have to carry a, weapons in any of the bars right like isn't that a thing like me I, don't know, I think Wyoming might be. I think there's a few special states that like are like yeah. special about it. They're like, we like it. We think everybody. What was it? There's a place called Shooters that um, there's a politician that she owned part owner with her husband and all the wait staff carry. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought they served drinks there. Maybe they get around it because of food. And but yeah, yeah I mean, it seems like alcohol and guns should probably be kept away from each other because the chance for you to make a decision are you basically like isn't didn't we do something like that already like there's another thing we keep away from like alcohol like i'm really drawing a blank on this one kyle like oh yeah it's driving children Uh, (laughs) oh yeah i mean yeah but that's not a right but you know under (laughs) under 10 like you definitely shouldn't be drinking anything and then what like 10 to 13 like couple like a couple beers here or there with family ain't no thing and then like 14 yeah like just start learning how awful it is like i mean yeah you want some shots like fuck it we're just drinking hard alcohol all night kid like i don't know uh like, gun, dude, yeah I, I mean guns are just fucking it's, it's crazy to me like nobody like really want like it doesn't seem like people own those guns that go to a shooting range and like really perfect their uh marksmanship to a degree even if they do there's always like an underlying thing here with uh why they got it. I'm like, I don't like know. The real thing you don't see is to be a sportsman with an AR. And yeah, like I mean, and maybe you are, but like, I don't know. I don't walk through life thinking people like got it out for me and like I'm gonna. Let me, let me see if I think. I think I see what you. I think one part of what you're saying then is that when you know somebody is amassing guns or getting guns that are not intended for hunting, especially, then and and they're that they are expecting or that they are purchasing those even with a, a, a subconscious thought or maybe even an outright thought that one day they will use those weapons to, to shoot defend themselves or whatever. Well, you to, know. Yes. To, to do in their imagination of defense, you know, right. or their perception of defense, but it could actually be a legit logical that they are now shooting out with uh, the army uh, the the air force, you know, or the the marines, or possibly a police force, or am I wrong? You know, that, if, right? Like if you're a doomsdayer, and like, and that's really who you think you like, you're buying those to like defend yourself. Kill cops, go. yeah. Eventually, right. you're going to kill cops because it's going to be the police officers or the troops that are enacting these laws that you haven't properly gone to the polls to enact, or perhaps you're just smart and you realize that them smart medic and them dominion machines is just changing everything anyway. So why even vote? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. My, my point being too, like I don't carry guns or anything like I carry a knife because <laughs> I need it at work all the fucking time, but I go out every day. I'm like, I don't know. I've traveled the country. Like I've seen everything uh, in the lower 48, uh, not everything. I want to keep, you know, 
find the new corners and new pockets of it because I love that shit. That's why I do my job that I got right now. But uh, yeah, I don't go out there with uh, the mindset that like it's a scary, dangerous world. Like I think the more you travel and the more you've seen it, like you guys travel all the time, like and you've done enough of it that like I don't know. I don't think the world's as bad as like people want to make it out to be. No, I think everybody wants to, uh, not everybody, but there are large groups at play trying to excite your fears every day. You're constantly, your, your fears are the number one motivator for anything you do. So advertisement is generally uh, aware of your fears and preying on them. Politicians are then also doing the same. And instead of possibly working towards compromise and helping you see tolerance or have a hopeful future, unfortunately, what seems to work inside of those genres and advertisement and politics is motivating through outrage and fear. So again, you feel fearful all the time. Even the NRA, it's, it, there's an irony to me that the NRA is uh, full of f- fearful members. The, right. the N- NRA is always going to be ex- uh, exposing the fears of their members through the ideas of people trying to take their rights and their freedoms away from them, as well as possibly other reasons to be afraid, Right. Even an article that just talks about how crime was stopped is usually going to talk about a a rising threat that you might have to face. And you're hoping the the gun keeps you from having to face or gives you the ability to overcome it. Yeah, like correlation isn't causation, but uh, you can easily start painting the picture. I don't know. Like, I mean, I've definitely traveled uh, the United States. Uh, Alaska is the only state I haven't been to. And I should have fucking gone there when I lived up in the Northwest because it would have been infinitely cheaper. I've left right. the country for times and would love to do that. But like, I continue to enjoy seeing our country. Like, and it's great. Like, but people get so fearful of all of it. I'm like, I don't think it's as bad, right? Like, you know, I definitely am the worst sales pitch on moving to Philly. Uh, it's like, I actually really love the city and people are really fucking cool here it's just uh usually a lot of people die by murder yeah i mean like it it's a thing it's but i i think people get really worked up like i don't know Well, sometimes isn't it that that thing is actually a thing that can give you a a feeling of like hey we all suffer the same thing though here so it actually can if looked at the right way bring about a camaraderie right like even though you're an asshole that just got your bike stolen from you despite riding up on somebody's probably stolen bike and now you want to punch me in the face because of this at the same time we both have to deal with crazy murder rates that threaten us both isn't that a kind of a common ground how nice like, i don't know you want to go get around it like actually i couldn't that night that's why i was probably even more pissed off and a little mouthy it was like my favorite bar was closed and then it closed i missed last call on the last day it was open thank god the kid who got fired a month before uh they closed uh let me drunkenly uh-huh. take out one of the bar stools so i'm actually looking at it right now just another oh, you did tell I- me about about your memory of your favorite drunken hall oh dude that place was great oh i like the way place. have you heard any of the story philadelphia eddie volumes yeah, I actually, yeah, read I read them. I got a few okay. of them on, or on my bookshelf. Some of them I like I the way he it. talks about his favorite watering holes there, too, and the way that you talk about them. And because yours got closed down, I imagine it's the same type of, of watering hole that he would be akin to. Yeah, I mean, that place fucking uh, opened, like, after COVID, like, uh, one of the bartenders, my favorite, her name is Donna. Uh, they technically started opening at 10 a.m. after COVID. They used to open at 7 a.m. Uh, she 
was still going in every day that she was scheduled to work at 8 a.m. just to get it open for like the old timers. Half them weren't even uh like drinking. They were just like probably old men that were like bored of being home because <laughs> they woke up at 4 a.m. already. But like she'd fucking have right. a crock pot on, like help. What help was the name of the place? The old Philadelphia, right? Like old even better. But like I'm going yeah, up to old Philly. Yeah, you're just anybody no, calls. That yeah. Oh fuck, man. Like that phone never rang, but place was great. I liked it. It was super intimidating at first that like you got red nosed lushes that were the primary uh, people, like for the most part, like weird hours of uh, me being in there. I was the youngest person Friday night, Saturday nights, like the crowd there was not my thing. Cause it got way too party. They had a great uh, broken glass bottle brawl, like a month and a half before they closed that like stretched three blocks. Like I was seeing the, the shattered oh, glass. Forever. So it did on, on the right night, it turns into a heavy party night, but the rest of the night, it's just local kind of. Yeah, on the, on the right night, like Friday night, Saturday night, it's just all the like local kids who are maybe uh, 21 to like 25 random right. people. Like it's not a destination spot, but the rest of the time it just had an oval bar. So you could sit and look across the bar at other people. People talk like even though it would seem like nobody would want to hang out with me, you know, like having heavy piercings and like heavily tattooed, like nobody else like that hung out there. Honestly, at the end, like I knew most people that regularly sat there like that's the side of Philly that most people don't see or know. And like, these are rough people to a degree or on the outside, they look rough. Like they've been born and raised in this neighborhood. But I found that like one of the most like endearing parts about like being their uh, favorite bartender, Donna, like she just took care of me all the fucking time. Like all the, like it was real like neighborhood shit. Like that's the side of Philly that I don't think a lot of people get to see, like being at the convention. I guess I keep referencing that because anybody who knows me on your podcast is going to know me from there. But as right. much as that's not like the real Philly, that's also the side of Philly, like around the convention center that made me fall in love with the city at first is like, it's rad as fuck. But like you get up, up into these neighborhoods, like you're going to get a cold shoulder if you're not from here. They don't know you at first because they are somewhat protective of, you know, shit that they're watching change rapidly as more and more people move to the city and their shit gets more expensive. But it's good shit. Like I got to now like another local bar that's. <sighs> a problematic five blocks away instead of a block and a half. But uh fucking and being home for less than a week already, like again, they like they already recognize me and know me. Like people do some of the same people or not? No, I mean none of the none of the regulars that uh I would see at the other bar are gonna fuck with this place. And it does get a little too hipster for even me. So you know I just bully the jukebox from my phone and play shit that uh nobody there wants to listen to. Drives hipsters away. Yeah, I mean, dude, I clear songs. Bars. Yeah, what songs drive uh, hipsters away? I don't know. Like, I can't even think of anything I would play. I just know enough that I'm like, what is the opposite of the mood that's going on here? And then I'll just sit there and drop like however much I got it until I'm like, oh, I actually like this music. So I guess I dropped like 20 bucks in a jukebox. I'm going to hang out for a while. Uh, I heard a, a comedian do a skit where he played like the way to really get rid of anybody is to act whatever song it is just play it on repeat like seven okay. eleven twelve times call me maybe five to seven times in a row there you, yes a guaranteed wow. <laughs> eventually be like okay this isn't funny anymore three oh, times is funny okay oh, and then carl and I are somebody's beating somebody's this. ass over it what's that carl and i are the worst about this with seven uh, times call me maybe Oh, not that. I mean, but Carl and I, like when Carl and I go out, like when we're on the road or whatnot, like we found this bar in Nashville between shows last year. So we had like three days off in Nashville. 
him yeah. and I should have been 86 from this bar. Not him, me, because Carl took care of me every night. I don't remember <laughs> at a certain point. I should have been 86 from there three nights in a row, and they love me. Um, one night, like, because Carl would get on his phone, like, and as soon as he knows we're going to a bar, and sometimes he'll even find a bar based on if they have a jukebox, and we play it from our phone. Right. Okay. I like doing that because you don't know that I played it, even though it's like, all right, we just hit a weird wave of like underground punk or whatever, and like it was you, wasn't it? I'm like, no, nah, I haven't been up to the jukebox at all. Like, why? Why are you blaming me? And uh, he'll get ahead of me too, and uh, get like 20 songs. I'm like, fuck, Carl, can I have a chance? And then like I'll play my block of whatever, and then we'll get into it. Like we're now we're drunk and we're just tired of each other's music, so now we're playing our songs next, and that'll just back it up. At that bar, at one point, some chick came in and was like, what the fuck? I just tried to pay extra to play my song next, and I'm 84th in line? Who the hell is playing that much music? <laughs> and the bartender was like, these guys. But, like, if they weren't really drunk, you'd actually probably like them. They're really cool. That's why uh, uh, it's like 84 songs. Like, dude, that would have been until, like, 7 a.m. Like, there was no reason for us to play that much music. But uh, yeah, you're not going to possibly hear it. Yeah, I'm like. If uh if I can afford to play that music, then like I don't know. I guess uh I welcome to my bar for ears, bitch. Yeah. So, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I bought your ears, so you're either hanging out and listening to fucking crass penis envy or fucking yeah. Bauhaus or whatever, you know, skater punk trash you got lined up next. Yeah, or like, fucking random bluegrass, uh John so Mellon my favorite no really john yeah, like you know how like spotify will tell you like your top played songs and everything yeah uh jack and diane by john mellencamp was my top song last year by like a solid 300 plays compared to like any other song like that like was you just would my- go to it and play it yourself yeah like a fucking dude john mellencamp okay. come on jack and diane every every great american uh songwriter in the country that's their songwriter. It's like, phew, man, John Cougar, fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, working yeah. man's man, dude, bangers. It's like, I definitely got all that, but that's like nostalgia for me too. That's like is, my dad's is he radio. Still married? Do you know anything about him? Uh, I just know that he's from Indiana. That's about it. Okay. He wrote some tight songs though. Oh yeah, he married an LA doll, brought her out to the heart, to the small town. Now she's small town just like him. That's what I mean. That's a really, uh, that's a great story. That's a great story. It's a great lyric too that he writes, that very one where he says, he bought, it's a small town song, right? He says, uh, married to LA Dial, brought her out to the small town. Now she's small town just like me. But unfortunately, with that same lyric in my head, I am always wondering how his marriage is doing because I'm just waiting for her to want the city again. It's like, yeah, I should be writing this down. Things to Google after getting off the phone with Kyle. <laughs> is John Mellencamp's marriage still going strong? Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like that shit. I, it was just my my jam, and it really came from a uh, Troy yelling at me during uh, the Minneapolis setup day because I put on like a a Woody Guthrie like radio station, right? Like I wasn't even listening to nothing crazy, but you know, Woody Guthrie, some like OG uh, anti fascist music, all that shit, and like this is yeah. folk music, Americana, like, and then out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know how Spotify did it. Like they went from uh playing, uh, musically similar uh songs, like same genre, same vein. Well, to, Woody uh, Guthrie, you're not going to find a lot of other 
genre. Like there's, you, you don't have a lot of backup, like it's folk music, but it yeah. was kind of the, some of the first protest type, even uh, oh, this yeah. land is your land. This land is my land. He wrote as a protest to the, uh, the national anthem. Yeah. I mean, same as like uh, fucking the boss. I mean, Bruce Springsteen's another one of my favorites uh, mm-hmm. born in the USA. Right. Like I'm actually wearing a goddamn Bruce Springsteen t-shirt right now, but uh, yeah, like it, an MDC song came on it, like, so we went from like folk music Americana to like, now we're going with the theme of anti-fascism and it was like, what is MDC? MDC, you don't know that mm. uh, old punk band. They're still around. Uh, MDC can stand for a million things, like whatever you okay. can make work. Uh, multi-death corporation, millions of dead cops. Like, I mean, none of it is like, it's just their MDC. And uh, no buck killer. Yeah, yeah I get it. Troy was like, Neil, no hardcore. And I was like, all right. So I turned it off and like, that just kind of started this whole like second half of my year last year of just like, like, you really think that's all I listen to? Okay. Let me just like deep dive into some dad rock and some other shit that I'm all about. And, uh, and, uh yeah. That Peter was, that Gabriel. Was Why not? So, yeah, I don't even, where were we going one with of, that? I don't uh, know. It's one of my, that's one of my dad. After I finally found out that I could, I, I gave myself permission to enjoy songs that sucked. Uh, right? uh, Peter Gabriel is uh, Steely Dan. Uh, it started to make the list all kinds of different stuff. Pink Floyd, I think, was one of the first ones that made me realize I didn't have to listen to stuff with a uh, heavy metal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, and that that's some of the best shit. Like, actually, uh, Shannon turned me on to uh, this band recently. She's like, "Oh, it's just great driving music," and I appreciate all that because I'll go back and forth between wanting to listen to music while driving or podcast because we're doing eleven-hour shifts behind the wheel. Sometimes right. listening to a podcast makes shit go by faster because just the talking and I right, can't but tell then you, you need a break from that shit eventually. Or, you're like, there's only so much Kyle I can handle. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that's happened. Listening to your podcast, driving the trucks, but uh, I'm just like, fuck. I'm just going to get, and then I'm going to see Kyle at the show and I'm just going to like, feel like I've already, I've already heard it all, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, there's I, nothing that you don't need to tell me, man. I heard it. No, that's the best part though about it too, is like listening to it when uh, I started, it was like, just like, I totally can picture you because it's the same bullshit conversations we have where I'm just like, you know, giving everybody a hard time, like in good nature at the artist area, like same thing back and forth. Like I can totally picture you like yeah. in listening to it i love that shit but like i was listening to this fucking two girl or two piece uh girl like all female bands just like folk music they do a great like uh i got your money cover by odb like come on like some oh. <laughs> old, old dirty bastard like yeah. folk music like i love that like it's great music keeps me uh super entertained you found uh you found sturgill simpson yet uh-huh Oh, good man. What about the goddamn gallows? I've I've definitely listened to them as well. Nice. Y'all motherfuckers uh, need Jesus. Yeah. Ugh. It might save save us all, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The Jesus might. I think it's a possibility. If we all just I know that it could. Here's the thing about religion. It absolutely, especially with politicians piping off right now and how I think that it, I mean, we're kind of going towards where religious groups being Christians would not mind at all to define one preferred religion in America. 
I mean, you can see it on the cusp, right? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Right. And it's always been that way, though, too. Like, you've always felt that, like, palpable, like, that's what, like, you know, they'd want you to assume is the majority even, too. Uh, but ugh. religion's a weird one for me, man. Um, well, religion could work, in my opinion, 100% if everybody followed the same exact religion. 100%. That could happen. Unfortunately, you would have dissidents, right? And so un- those unfortunate dissidents would have to be prosecuted, prophesized. Is that the right? I, some kind of religious way to prosecute. Yeah. But w- you would a- have to... But- make an example right and and then everything would suck because you're no longer good about your religion now you're actually just trying to build up the you know the, you're, you're keeping up the status quo using right. religion to do it at any spot if you decided that this is your one religion eventually you will find that you need to to use tactics against the peace and the love that your religion talks about to keep people you following your religion yeah, it's, it's the old G.I. Joe proverb, remember? Why don't we go ahead and kill Cobra, Duke? And then Duke would be like, well, Timmy, if we did that, we'd be just as bad as Cobra. So we're going right. to let them float off to their fortress somewhere in the sky and come back I to used attack to be like, on another day. The mm-hmm. asshole kid, you know, like, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, kids like growing up, like younger adults, like they're all full of idealism until they get a little older and they realize, you know, like it ain't so black and white or you can't behave so black and white. But like, I used to be the young kid who'd be like, nah, I ain't religious. God died the day my mom did. You know, like I lost my mom at seven years old. Like used to, like I cared for my mom before she passed yeah. away, like at seven years old, like would Velcro her into a back brace because uh, radiation had uh, basically weakened her back. She broke two vertebrae. Like I do all sorts of like not fun. She stuff had cancer it. then she passed from the, from, from a cancer or something else. Yeah. My, my mom passed away from cancer uh, when I was seven. Like, and I cared for her. My dad was busy working, you know, trying to ensure like we could continue caring for her and all that. Um, so right. like, I'd get up. And, Did like, you guys have health insurance helping out at all, or how, how was yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, my dad's a, my dad's a dentist, so I, like I remember like okay. that was a thing. But uh, yeah, like that shit sucked. And so like being that, uh, yeah, but like that was eye opening for me too at that age where you're just like, well, if God's real, like, what lesson is there to teach somebody from this? Like, and if even though like I've learned a lot from it. Right. Like, and I'm not like, I miss my mom. It hurts, but like, I'm not traumatized. Like I'm done with the grief and it's more of a, it's just part of who I am shit. But uh, yeah, I used to be that. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, and like, everybody's like, Oh, I'm an atheist. I kind of find myself being way more agnostic. The older I get, like where I don't necessarily want to go to a church or anything. I'm looking at like, uh, I have a fucking, uh, a statue here in my house of a Catholic saint. I just like that it's gnarly and he's a leper and like there's dogs lip licking his open wounds. But uh, uh, is there a leper that is a saint that is a leper as well? St. Lazarus. Um, mm. But like, that's probably like the close. There's plenty to fucking learn from all of it. I fucking every time I've left the country, like some of my favorite places to visit because of the architecture or churches <laughs> or temples, like even though I don't adhere to any of it, fucking growing up, like reading Dostoevsky, like, uh, there's a fucking book, The Brothers Karamazov, and I'm paraphrasing and probably butchering what the real meaning of it. But what I took from <laughs> it was like one of the brothers is like a fucking monk or like somehow involved in the church, and like one of the brothers mm-hmm. goes off and is like, "You're you think you're better than me because you lead a good life because a book taught you, but if I lead the same good life without having to be told how to do it, without 
a threat? Like, am I not better? So, right, right. I don't know. Like, it's it's fine. Like, I mean, if if you're down, you're down. But like, it does seem like, there there's a problem with religion, kind of in that then that you that you're like, okay, you're leading a good life, but the only reason you're doing it is because you're afraid of the big man with the stick in the sky. If I did it because I was a good person or I just wanted good, wouldn't that then make me better? And in doing so, then actually, isn't it better for me to disregard your God and to find truth and peace in another fashion? Because otherwise, I'm just sucking ass for a chance for golden tipped wings in right, like, or like, amenities. I want first in line at the fucking Sunday bar. Right. I'm going to lead this really boring life and like, this promise that like uh, my brain has convinced my brain of like eternal life and you know like what do you miss out on like part of me is like why did i end up doing what i'd like done like at fucking 32 like why am i like out here doing this like but why not go do it like what's stopping you you know like why not go experience these like crazy things and see them interact with these people go hang out with punched in the face by them that's one reason not to i mean just (laughs) But at the same time, like, go experience it. Like, the more you're uh, out there and, like, interacting with people, uh, isn't that, like, a good thing to, like, you know, one, learn of another another uh, way of life to meet another uh, demographic culture to see how, like, they fucking do their thing? Or uh, Well, what are you coming to- away with from that? To, to answer that question, I would wonder, are you coming away with more tolerance for people with different views and perspectives than your own? as you do that because i would imagine then the answer is of course yes right yeah i mean like who am i to say like that what you do is wrong i mean you may not like what i'm into but like if we're having a genuine uh you know conversation like it's great like i want to i want to see that shit like my uh, ex and i went to uh hong kong uh because her dad and her stepmom lived there mm-hmm. and then we flew from there down to thailand and i wanted to go to thailand for uh this insane religious festival called the the veggie fest or nine emperor gods festival where they do like insane ritualistic body piercing and like seeing all that but is that where they crawl through the streets and stuff like that too or uh, while piercing themselves like they pierce their cheeks uh they believe they're possessed by uh one of the nine gods and like they use these insane uh like you know skewers more or less and then they put different items and i don't really know the whole uh purpose of like the different items but like I, we're talking like i saw one guy with like fucking a little miniature like kids dirt bike with the fucking uh handlebars through his mouth like oh wow fans anchors guns Wait, like he like, pierced it that day as well you no know, like they they pierce it it's not a permanent piercing like they were creating a whole uh and like this shit starts at like 4 a.m 5 a.m if you want to go and like you're so not, what, did if, he, this person continually taper this small hole until he was fitting a dirt bike handlebar through his cheek no like we're talking uh like a metal laid like a uh, giant skewer that tapers up to like two inches or however big and like there are definitely some gnarly mishaps like you maybe Ooh, not yeah. but uh then it's removed after this 10 kilometer procession that they walk uh and there's scars like it's it's crazy but uh part of that like all the different places we went like i'm just like i want to hang out like i want to go uh just walk the city grab a beer just like check shit out because i just want to see what it's like i don't need to go on paid excursions and like i mean shit like we're gonna fall victim to uh 
them just like wanting to take money away from like let's go spend the money they're gonna you know that we're gonna spend with real people not uh right if we get robbed at least they just took the money we were gonna spend on vacation anyways except the case they take your kidneys and you know whatever i mean if that's how your rat race is run like hopefully (laughs) like cool up till then but uh yeah i mean (laughs) fuck it like go travel go see it like what's stopping you from it and i mean i don't know like just the genuine desire that to see it as much as you can should uh should motivate people i like have met people here in philly like have not left the neighborhood shit and like you can see <laughs> that fucking blight of the country new jersey from almost anywhere here in the country or in the city like how haven't you even just gone to new jersey <laughs> you know like right, right. how has that not happened like but well, you don't count. They probably don't count Jersey, right? They're just like, oh, well, I don't count Jersey. I don't yeah, count no, any I, place where they don't let you pump your own fucking gas. Right? Fuck! I rocked the sign at the artist area in Wildwood last year. That was like, I'm from Philadelphia, where my government trusts me to take left hand turns and pump my own gas. Can you like, not take left turns in uh, in Jersey? It's very seldom. Like with their uh, their roadways, roadways. Like, it's seldom that there's somewhere that you can take a left hand turn. They've got these jug handle things. So you, I've heard of people leaving Jersey, especially young, young millennials, and not knowing how to, uh, you know, driving, and they pull into the gas station and completely are just blanking. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wait, yeah. what? What do I do? You mean there's no one here to help me? No, someone yeah. else pumps it. I don't even know where it goes. Like you're not living until you've accidentally hosed yourself down with like gas or diesel at a pump because you're not paying <laughs> attention. Like that's happened to me at diesel islands. Like that's a rough day. But uh, it's like it's I've had the opposite of that being in Jersey. Like because I sold uh tattoo supplies mm-hmm. and during COVID just as a reason to uh set an alarm to get up on time to you know have a have something to go do. And uh, I actually enjoyed the fuck out of it. But like it'd be in Jersey, I had a couple routes all the way out there and get to one of these gas stations and uh, you have to wait for him. And you're just like, seriously, <laughs> dude's over here talking to like his friends in the car. I got 10 minutes. I waited on you to come start pumping my gas. And then right. and for people that don't know, uh, explain to him, please. Like there, there, there's Jersey and one other place in the country that you can't pump your own gas. Right. Oregon and Oregon actually Oregon. did away with it, I believe. Um, okay. I heard Jersey was trying to get away with or stop it too because they didn't. They, like Jersey's got enough stigma with, after Jersey Shore, and now they got this whole pumping gas thing where they got to leave the state and have all their daughters like look right. like idiots on somebody's cell phone. It's crazy. Like for as much as like yeah, like I mean, it's a weird place. Uh, I've seen some really cool spots. Like when I was selling the tattoo gear, I met a couple really. Uh, awesome uh dudes like desmond uh out in uh fuck i'm drawing a blank on the town he's in and uh tim bugspit and tim bugspit <laughs> called it, it like said this like because these are nowhere spots along like the coastline they're not like beach destinations or anything like that like smaller communities and i don't know how we got to it like we were talking about the mountain town i grew up in he's like oh yeah i actually live there and, like i was like what years and like him and i would have been in the same town at the same time just never knew each other He's like, yeah, I just want to be out here and be a shore billy. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> like a hillbilly like, I mean, but like, for the shores? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, hillbilly but on the shoreline. And like yeah, it's not make it work however it works. And like, you know, that like it was like, you know, small town, middle of nowhere, like 
that actually ain't a bad thing. I love that term too. And I was like, all right, I can fuck with you guys. Like you're not a, you're not fucking dirty beach rats. You're not like people who uh, claim Philadelphia, but go back across the river every night. Uh, like, it's great. Like if I could pull off doing my job, fucking Kyle, if I could pull off a uh, villain arts and live in the hollers of West Virginia, I'd already be there. In the hollers. Like that, huh? Yeah. They spell it hollow, but I think they say holler. I don't know. That's just great. Like, don't tell anybody West Virginia is rad as fuck. Like the people aren't that backwards and they're really nice because then everybody will move there and it'll be awful. I follow. Well, you think you just made a mistake then, dude. This is the broadcast source. We'll edit that part out. We yeah, won't tell people how awesome West Virginia is. West Virginia doesn't have a coastline though, does it? Just you no, no, that's totally landlocked. Oof. But I thought you said he was going to be a shore billy. Was this not no, on the shore then? No, that's my. I would live in West Virginia. He loves living out in Jersey. Uh, like I oh, probably gosh. even talk some shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hate Jersey, and then like there's all those places I love. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like Jersey. It has a um, it has a, t- a flavor for sure, yeah. and, and it's full of great people. And it's 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 got its shore. You know, it's got its north. It's got its south, like every place. It's got its own distinct crime area where it's got the place where all the rich, rich, richies hang out, you know. Oh, yeah. Anyway. I mean, I, I saw all of that up near Asbury. And, like, there's one spot that I went to uh, right out of Pennsylvania from, like, Allentown, Easton, Bethlehem, like, up that way. And then, like, all of a sudden, you're like, it's, like, mountainous-ish. Like, I know, like, even further north, it's even crazier. I was like, this tattoo shop has a giant wood-burning stove, like, it seems so out of place to me, but yeah, right. I mean, I well, know. anybody that likes the boss has to like Jersey, right? Right. I mean, I heard him go yeah. on about a rant about how uh, everybody in New York supposedly hates Jersey, but the Staten Island, that's actually in Jersey, right? Uh, no, but uh, no? Staten Island, okay. New York, how really? Wait, no, no, I'm not Staten Island. I'm sorry. What's uh, what's the one that the, <laughs> that the Liberty's on? Which one? Uh, Ellis Island. Is yeah, Ellis Island that, actually in Jersey? Yeah, I believe so. Um, okay, yeah. and then uh, what else is it? The um, the football teams they don't play in in New York. Actually, they play in Jersey, don't they? I, yeah, I think you're right. Like the Meadowlands like, and whatnot. Like that's yeah. Still in, like, like their stadiums was, are outside of the city. Right. Like, wasn't it? Uh, what was it? Like the basketball team, the the Nets, like the Brooklyn, like they were like in jersey and now it, i don't know but like yeah it's wild like it's all jersey it's i talk shit in the sense that i'm like yeah jersey just exists as a bedroom communities for two culturally significant cities on the east coast but like there's still tons of shit out there but what i found and what i like love shore billies there's shore billies yeah. out there <laughs> oh they're great people uh, yeah. but i mean i gotta run my mouth a little bit i mean definitely like bruce springsteen best musician from uh jersey not the misfits. Oh, I fucking hate the misfits. Miss Oh, really? You hate the misfits? Oh, yeah. Yeah, not a fan. Oh man, Stelios is a hurt now. I mean, he I, he takes I, that personal. Him and Glenn Danzig I, take that personal. Well, I'm okay if uh Danzig takes it personally, but uh not Stelios. Uh, I love that dude. He's good shit. Yeah, he is. He loves the fucking misfits. I've never like I've tried to like them because uh remember Green Day or not Green Day, um garage days revisited or whatnot with with metallica they did those yeah. covers of the misfit songs i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. 
And like and they were like the best songs on there, it almost seems. But then when I found out it was the Misfits, then I went back and listened to the Misfits, and I was like, I don't know, I don't get it. Yeah, that I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I, I like I think the other thing that contributes to hating them is like anytime you put on like a radio station, right? You're just like, all right, like I'm tired of like, what am I going to listen to at work or whatnot? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, does every other song have to be from the Misfits? Like, it has nothing to do with what I'm listening to. Rancid's another one I'm not into. Not a fan. Oh, really? No, so not I would put you on that just because you know the punk rock kind of thing. Is that is that one of the things you almost stay away from because it's maybe even the same as the misfits like you stay away from it because it's almost too stereotypical that someone like yourself would like it oh not at all like i mean okay i'll, I'll totally own but like then i gotta know like i like the first two albums green day put out like i mean y'all can hate me and call me not punk rock <laughs> like, i just lost 500 punk rock points like i don't care but uh i voted punk rock points your trading card is just going down in value sorry sir fuck i was gonna retire <laughs> off <laughs> of oh, your trading card oh, yeah. <laughs> villainard's trading card oh man oh. Yeah, we should have those um hey i should you're right and i should uh, get paid for that idea <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll cut you <laughs> that is a genius idea actually we'll talk like, i'm assuming you're doing the denver show or no i'm gonna see i am not back. no i'm sorry i mean i um, would totally denver too if i had a choice <laughs> it's your hometown, ain't it? Oh, uh, and I'm not a fan. But I got a couple people that I'm trying to catch up with while I'm there, like past like seeing my dad and my grandma. Um yeah, I just I got big mixed feelings about Colorado too, as far as like traveling the country and talking that. Because of your family or what? No, not my family. Or- hey, it's like so growing up, uh it definitely seemed like that uh progressive landlocked West Coast state, so to speak, you know, like not not saying that like i agree with even all progressive ideas but like it was pretty forward thinking and people were cool to each other i felt like there was a lot of culture i grew up in denver then moved up the mountains and now it seems like it's washed out i think it's disappearing faster and faster because of like weed transplant people move there just because weed's cool you know like i just want to buy more weed when then those people are going to be maybe further liberal too because they're moving out of generally really conservative areas. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so, right. It's like, that's been the problem too, over like the last handful of years. And what I think is great about traveling, like actually having to have the talk and like the context and in person or in the moment is that like echo chamber on your social media where you're only seeing uh, or hearing ideas that, you know, mimic yours or are closer to in line with yours. So, do you really make any progress by not challenging your own beliefs and uh, you know, your comfort zone. So now at this point, it just seems like the totally broed out place. And I'm like, I don't dig it. There's a middle of nowhere. Colorado is still pretty cool. There's some crazy spots out that way, but All right. yeah, I can do with that. I, I, with that. I get that. And I certainly feel, I think one thing that makes me steer away from social media somewhat is, is that exact sentiment that, it is either an echo chamber or it is just a place for you to endlessly vent your frustrations with a select group of people that are not going to change your outlook or challenge it in some case, or they will challenge it, but you already got your talking points. It's really just an endless battle of fucking stupidity. Oh, I mean, like if you can't have that conversation, like in the moment, like 
boom, 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 boom. Like, you know, now this person's got time to like, oh, let me pay out my response. Like I'm typing a, a school paper. It, it's not a, you know what I mean? Like now it's just, I got to win. I win this. It's like, whose line is it anyway? Like the game's made up and the points that matter. Uh, yeah. Like shit. I, I mean, like, am I on it? Yeah. But it came from a great networking tool of starting to travel the country back in like 2010. Like, I, sometimes that's the only way you can contact some of these people you met and you might need something from, or you might be trying to get in touch. Like it's great for that. But like, other than that, like, ah, it's, yeah, it's bad for us. Like we, we just don't know how to talk to people in person. Like I've had to learn that, you know, most uh, outgoing person, but yeah, when you're out there and you have to, like, you don't know how, like it's going to be rough for you. I think we all talk about shit. I think uh, it does kind of stop. Social media does stop constructive conversations. Right. I feel like polite conversation actually stops, you know, the same, really. I think like the polite conversations is determined uh, in America or probably everywhere usually stop you from actually having a good understand, better understanding of somebody. You know what I mean? They're just like, let's just talk about the weather things we yeah. can all agree on and then we'll go about our day with no change no new information we won't challenge our own perspectives i um watching a something about the demise of the press the newspapers right. somebody was pointing out she, a person who was happy to see this newspaper go because she didn't like their slant or as she saw their bias despite them having a journalistic integrity that they have to have. You know what I mean? Like some, right. some people don't have to put retractions out, you know, which is an important part about journalistic integrity. But if you do it with an editorialized or opinion piece, you'll never have to say I was wrong or we misquoted the facts kind of, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so as this person is explaining how they're actually happy that this newspaper is gone because they didn't echo this person's viewpoint. I don't know. I just like, are we to a place where we're that? I mean, that's safe spaces, right? Yeah. Like, like it, this person was actually coming from a very right wing standpoint. She was saying that these people were very liberal and liberal people are often made fun of for wanting their safe spaces. But I see an irony that there's no shortage of political motherfuckers looking for safe spaces. I mean, some of them find it on their social medias. Some of them mandate it in their churches or their communities. You got a safe ass space when you got a, a guard at your front gate, you know? Are we not all the same? Like that's, I mean, really that's what it comes down to anymore. Is like, really like this, you don't like this issue. And now, you know, that group's the target. You turn around. Well, they don't like that issue and you're the target. And different issues, that's fine, but uh, it's still, like, the, the similarities, It's I mean, it's just back and forth, back and forth. I mean, like, fuck, man, walk out your front door and say what's up to your neighbor. Like, that's where, where I'm at with uh, thinking about making change in the world is, you know, engaging people. Like, yo, what's up? Don't mean I want to, you know, watch your cat, collect your mail, bring your recycling bin in for you while you're out of town. But, like, man, just, like, saying hi to somebody on the street, I think, could be just enough for that one individual, you know, who's having a real rough day that might pull them out of their slump. Somebody I hear a lot of people say the same. And 
I, yeah. I mean, like, it, it's crazy. Like, nobody wants to be challenged. Uh, I mean, it's cool. Like, I hold my beliefs, but, you know, I'm sitting at your dinner table. This is your place yeah. to, you know, be what you want to be and talk about whatever it is. I, I don't have to agree with it, but we also don't know how to navigate those uncomfortable situations anymore where, you know, now you're just going to get really fired up and like react to it. Well, why? You know, you ain't well, got possibly because there's actually some truth to it. Is I, I wonder many times that the people that shy away from that kind of confrontation, really, they know that their arguments are based on not actual studied it's based off of knee-jerk reactions you know or just a necessity to have an opinion yeah i i remember i don't even remember what i said right uh this was last <laughs> summer i said something okay. to my friend and uh she's like you know just because uh i tattoo and i'm in the tattoo industry doesn't mean i'm like a democrat left-wing or a liberal and was wearing this uh pocket tee and like she pulled down like the pocket itself. It was just Trump flipping, flipping you off. And I mean, I can't, I'm not talking politics here, but that was a uh, really eye opening to me <laughs> that I wasn't already willing to uh, say, like, hear your opinions and your stance because that's traveling. Why else am I out, you know, on the road right, and yeah. going, meeting people? It's like, I want to know you as uh, your community and whatnot. But like, that was like, a, it still sticks with me. Like, that was a good point. Uh, again, in like continuing the hope we can uh, we can just be communities with each other and no issues. It's like, yeah, we all got mm. different opinions. Is that not like the best part about this shit? We don't have to, uh, you know, quietly and secretly have like, you know, whispered conversations and out. I implore anybody in our listening audience, especially in America, to make a friend across the aisle. <clears throat> it, yeah. Not that it's easy. You know what? I would recommend anybody across the aisle to repair a friendship that has been left in tatters with, right. you know, like, like really strive and, and with the ideas and the understanding that no, this is this person. He does not see things the same as you, no I, matter the, how much you wanted to argue with him. Right. The best, uh, you know, like coworker story too, about like all that, uh, you know, Rob, uh, Oh Yeah. Rob and Electra Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Rob and I are some of like, he, he's one of the tighter bonds I've made in the company. And like him and I really get along. We typically work together in load and loadouts because he's helped me with a lot of like tasks I've been uh, given that are, you know, more nuanced than just like having the work crew yeah. or like labor do it. That I've found when, when he hired in, I, you know, it's a tight knit family, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. and when he hired in, I think there was uh, some murmur, some fear from a lot of a lot of trepidation because of uh, he's kind of an intimidating figure, or maybe he can look like it. But I mean, Rob's Rob a is a dude. straight up awesome dude <laughs> every way around. Like there ain't no, I know Friendly a good person, like, right? I mean, absolutely, and I mean, uh, you know, he uh, he served and like, you know, I've I've heard the story about that, and that that's not really for here, and you know, like. Mm -hmm. It was really uh, eye-opening and like, you know, like I appreciated him talking to me about that and like some of the other careers he's had in life. And so Troy said something to him at one point about like, hey, you know, you might not want to this or that around Neil. He's like real left-leaning. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Because like I'm from Seattle or I lived in Seattle. I have big like earlobe kind of shit. Uh, and I do have it. And Rob was right. like, 
Troy, you know, Neil and I have already talked about a bunch of shit. And like, we actually have very similar viewpoints on some of those things. You're like worried about me saying, I'm like, yeah, that's the best part. Like outwardly, a lot of people look one way, you know, and uh, you really don't right. know. No, I, th- I think uh, the more that I've, I've really had to strive to find similarities with people as they really jump on the Trump train because yeah. they can really go. I mean, that thing, that Trump train travels fast. Is that what I mean? It's got a lot of velocity and there's not a lot of room for your old relationship. If somebody gets on it too, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're like, Hey yeah. man, we're on this thing and you're on or you're not, you know, there ain't no fucking stops and it doesn't slow down. <laughs> there's no safe way to exit. That's what I'm saying. You might be ripped from your family. Oh yeah. But however, my Trump friends, like I've honestly withdrawn from social media because of that very thing. Like I'm not a Trump fanatic in any fashion. And many would have even said at times that I suffered from a Trump derangement. And I don't know that that isn't true. Uh, but at the same time, I argue that it's not good that I or anybody suffered from it. And I don't know the cause, <laughs> except right. that it would be myself. And I don't know the change that I want to make to recognize uh, Trump as being above my reproach. I feel like I want to be able to look at any of my leaders and hold them to the fire. And people will tell me as I just came out of Ohio, well, yeah, look at Biden do a terrible job. I'm like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not disagreeing in many fashions. However, on that, I do want to be right about the reasons, you know, I don't want to just be believing these people simply because the opposition has tried to, gaslight my angers and frustrations against something somebody's doing right i still want to be informed yeah like i mean i remember it like even though i wasn't old enough to vote uh when bush took office right and uh then people hated him for and Mm -hmm. yeah he came up for re-election and yeah like i still remember like you know you got kids in school like you know we got nothing to do with this right like we aren't even old enough to vote and you got like kids like spouting off viewpoints and it's like that's just coming straight from home uh and you got like all that and i always started or i started about then feeling like man that pendulum's no longer a pendulum it's like getting pushed from each side back and forth back and forth i don't know you know don't stay much time in the middle yeah and i mean it's probably been that way for much longer than even me being old enough and aware enough to start recognizing that my friend that uh was in charlotte i was talking to is like man yeah like the fuck like with punk rock we used to always you know be questioning the government anti-establishment that kind of thing and now all of a sudden with certain things it's like no that's great like you know we're just happy uh trump's not in office and you know we won and I'm like no nah, i don't it don't mean anything like whether you agree with the, the policies like your leaders are making or not like okay you disagree with it and it went into effect and it's affecting your community somehow or like you know people of your community i mean just be there for those folks like i mean we don't win like either way is my opinion and uh, <laughs> yeah trump just don't being I mean, in or out of office biden being in or out i didn't win any more yeah it didn't put me in a better position yeah i was like i just want to go uh real fast in my my truck uh drink a couple beers hang out with people uh see you along the way i mean and i know that's a uh, really easy for me to say like there are things that affect a lot of people uh, in a lot of our communities and it's like but i'm i'm here to listen i'm here to do something for you if we can i like i don't know the politics shit in this country sucks i mean i can't believe we're talking about this instead of tattoos or like any of that <laughs> stuff but like hey you brought it up 
I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought your podcast was just about rambling. It's like shit. Uh, but it's great. Like, I mean, I, I'm enjoying the conversation about it, and hopefully, you know, people want to just like just chill and kick it. Like, I mean, judge a book by a cover, and you're gonna miss somebody that could be one of the better people in your life. You know, like I've definitely been parts of the country where like they're real unsure about me, but then we have a great conversation. You know, like I don't know. If, I love that shit. Country's great. I do too. Well, I've been trying to look at those very things. Tolerance um, and commonality, right? So I sometimes wonder why people would fight when they have so much actually in common. And I do look at Democrats and Republicans. And for the most part, their voting base constituency are mad at the economic system that seems more against them than for them. Yeah. They both share that, you know, it's wild. Like, I mean, yeah, that's a, somehow they can't agree on the answers uh, to fix those problems. They see so much that they would start believing far fringe ideas, um, create support, crazy uh, retaliatory, laws or legislation I, I saw one guy he, he wrote um his flyer his mailer uh to get you to vote for him said that he refused to work with the, the party across the aisle he's like these other motherfuckers well i guess i could say I, I hate to even say the the word the verbiage because then it imagines a connotation of my political leaning you know what i mean it has like right. this but fuck I, it he, this it, guy says i refuse to work with democrats like these rhinos a republican in name only um that are currently in your your congress and stuff and you're like well that's insane because honestly the thing we are hiring you to do the thing i hope you do the most is work with these people because I don't believe that your opinion is going to be right 100. I think it needs to be put through the fire and challenged by that other fucking idiot's opinion. And the two of you idiots that figured out this is your job, you guys came up with this compromise. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to. Like, in a like much smaller or, like, you know, sense that most people would even run into. Like, at work, like, I've been getting into it, like, with a couple of the guys. Cause I'm like, we've got these younger kids that like have been in and out of the work crew, like work, then let go. We didn't need them or fired. And yeah, they're, they're frustrating, but like they're doing stuff and like they're helping. And I've been trying to break right. it down because Troy's even like, you know, kind of got it on to me with like being at shows and doing load ins and, you know, like, no, like they're here to help us, you know, like you don't got to like it, but if they do something wrong and like right away you're jumping down their throat, but it's the first time they've ever been tasked with helping you, why are they right. going to want it? Like, you're a dick. And uh, I've been... You're slowing their learning inside of here. You're not helping yourself right. because at the point that they are here, they're also labor that is here to help you do whatever your tasks are. We're all getting it done. Like, uh, I was helping my my boy in the, the print shop. Like, we're pulling t-shirts. And uh, it might be one of the simplest tasks. Like you really don't need to uh, have any experience in just counting t-shirts and pulling certain sizes. And yeah, you can feel like undervalued, uh, you know, non-appreciated, 
but like if you treat that person with respect and like talk to them include them like get them involved throughout the day and even if they are just doing those like certain tasks that's potentially the most important job of what we're all doing you know is like so if you talk the down actual people, work that is being done is the actual the, more important than knowing what work needs to be done yeah i mean like some of the, like the entry-level positions well yeah well if you don't have this person like you got time to go break off like two hours to get yourself set up to continue with your work or do you want this person to be part of your team and like get them stoked on it so like you know one of the dudes like who would never really seen him doing anything like really likes to just have his headphones in and find a reason to go to the bathroom when like serious work was getting done. I saw him one day walking in the warehouse, actually pushing a thousand pound stack of wood tables into our truck with the other kid. I was like, yeah. yo, Brad, like, how you doing today? And from then on, I was like, he's got potential. You got to encourage it. Like maybe this kid might take him some years, but maybe he turns into a lifer for the company. And like the other guys on the crew were just like, real shitty about it and i didn't like it so same thing well, like you gotta work with people whether you there's like also that where you need someone to pick on if you not have you found this too working uh, job crews i found you kind of need someone to pick on because otherwise you pick out on everybody else yeah you, you got to have that person but you got to be you got to know where that line is right but like <laughs> yeah gotta, like, like what's acceptable picking and what you is gotta straight arouse people here and there i'm pretty good at that Oh, you're good at arousing people. Good on you. Yeah, it's like way the oh man, twist my words, pal. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about arousing suspicions while crossing the border into Canada. Oh man, that was great. Wasn't that a <laughs> you got told yeah. to drive one truck, wrong truck, drove the length of Pennsylvania twice, and then uh, hung out with you in a Walmart parking lot for a hot sec. Where are you? Uh, let everybody know that the Red Wings suck. Well, yeah, and the whole reason I even did that was because I was bored, and uh, it was my birthday, and I was sitting in a Walmart parking lot by myself, and uh, forgot I spent spend your birthday get, with you. I had to get truck letters, so you were, uh, you know, that, that truck was legally marked going in Canada, and I was like, no, I'm bored. Uh, oh, I got enough letters to write Red Wings suck, so I did it. Uh, the best part though was coming back, right? Where I was like, what are they going to do? Uh, I can get into Canada. I can get out. We spent four hours in no man's land. Yeah. We, we, we stayed in, in limbo. Like over one letter or one number on those, those documents. It was legit. One number was off. I I guess it kind of makes sense that, you know, all your numbers got to be right. Uh, whose fault was it? Did we ever figure out? Was there a, a clerical error by any of the brokers? I, I, I think it was the broker. I really do. I mean, because once we finally got him in touch or like whatever, like he got on like his computer or some shit and then uh, just updated it in their system. And it was like, oh, we're good. That was four hours. No vending machine, no bathroom, no nothing, man. That was so wild to me. Like, it's a weird spot to be in. Like, that's not even like being in customs where, uh, it, like on at an airport like you're there right like you're in the country like i've never i don't know yeah, no wow. when you were when you were in limbo there between the border it felt like if they didn't want to talk to you you weren't getting you were just like so i can't go there and i can't go there and i can't have my property back and you're still searching through my truck and i thought I, it was going to be easy for me to get in because i'm uh, you know uh but then i forgot about i'm a canadian citizen but I forgot about some um, 
criminal offenses I have here. Right. Like, isn't that the irony of it, though, that like we were worried about me driving that truck into Canada because I was like, I may not be able to get in. So, like, you put me in that truck and I can't get in. Like, who's going to save the day and bring that across the border? Because we need that material. Right. Uh, so Kyle should be able to. Yeah. Like, like your Canadian citizenship, like you should be good. They should be welcome to home. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Hey, brother. Well, they did, except they also saw the. The the basis of that was mostly just on my ability to get like who can't get through the border, and yeah. I guess I forgot about um, several factors like you know profiling and <laughs> driving right. a truck uh, that has that looks like it's tattooed itself. You no, know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is a kind of eyesore. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like most people driving box trucks across the country. It's like yeah, like they kind of just fly on by because you know it might be a moving van like whatever they, they ain't up that and then there's right. us yeah, then this like, one screams search it it's probably got drugs you, you pull into a way station anymore too like and you deal with that and like they're right there looking at you and they've got cameras they got all sorts of stuff and then it's me probably shirtless in my overalls looking back at them i'm like this is <laughs> how i go get an inspection and uh life's maybe not so awesome for the next three hours Right, just sit here knowing that you think bad of me. Yeah, like there's no I, possible it, way. It was so ironic to me that I'm like, yeah, I might have trouble getting to Canada, but uh, you know, I'm just coming back, so uh, I should be fine. And then that's how it was. It was like the first time my grandma took me to uh, Canada with my sister. We went to Sault Ste. Marie, just up the way from y'all in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And like getting into Canada, they were like, "Do they have ideas?" My grandma was like, "No." Like, who is this lady? Was, my grandma. Like, cool. Welcome to Canada. And coming back, it was so rough getting back in. I was like, "Then why'd you? What? Why'd they let us in? Like, how are we getting home? Like, I don't know. Border crossings are fucking crazy. I've done some cool ones on foot uh, in Costa Rica and Panama, where I walked an old dual plantation bridge where they made us get out of the bus I was in traveling because uh-huh. they were worried about the weight. But then they made us walk across the bridge while the bus was on it. It's like crazy shit like that but they don't care <laughs> it was like <clears throat> oh well they wanted to spread the weight out then that was probably it but then there was they like, didn't want it. it still seems cool. crazy you're like well can you guys wait up a little bit then we're worried yeah. about weight let's worry about weight and there, there were holes in that bridge like big enough to fall through if you missed it uh like i don't know it's just it's weird being in this country and uh coming home or leaving like just up to the north and going into canada how uh strict those borders are and then going to other places in the world where it's just like oh hey you got your passport uh-huh Come okay yeah bye <laughs> you know like just not a big deal at all uh where, where yeah. have you experienced a border like that uh fucking costa rica panama guatemala was uh super chill uh that was funny leaving going through customs you know like you go through customs leaving uh because i went down with my dad to translate for him and uh i got stopped and hassled because i had fucking uh deodorant in my bag my dad's got a whole portable dental kit this big ass metal briefcase that there's a little questionable looking and they're like what's that and he's like oh dennis is my setup they're like, okay bye and like Dude, I got held up for like 30 minutes. My dad's laughing at me the whole time. Um, Hong Kong and Thailand was super chill. It was just like 
we didn't even have to take our shoes off going through like security at the airports in Asia. Um, Iceland was super chill. It's always been like the U.S. coming back, like just been super rough. Yeah, they got a job to do, I suppose. They're doing it. I, I know that they, they kept us out, and then I, I had to prove that my dad was born in Canada. They found out that I uh, I, I didn't think it was really on my record because they said I assaulted a police officer, but I didn't assault a police officer. I was charged with assaulting a police officer, which is a 100% difference in America right. law. <laughs> but in border law, it, it, you might as well be guilty of every offense that has ever happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, my old boss, like, because uh, my first gig, like, uh, in the industry and all that, like, beyond working at shops was uh, traveling the country doing uh, sales for jewelry. And from Seattle, you know, like, he had tried to just, you know, load a van up with some some jewelry and go into Canada. Like, oh, no, you can't do that. You got to pay taxes on it. And it's, like, stayed on his record. So every time he would go up to Canada to do personal shit, even, they would like hound right. him over like it just never disappears right like we remember one time you tried to make some tax free some duty free money over here trying to make it you sure you ain't got that that ain't uh that ain't in the tire compartment that uh you know uh-huh. uh-huh yeah fun travels i know i uh i didn't like it i didn't like it uh, i loved the roads though as soon as we got on the roads and they put some money in their infrastructure yeah Oh, it's like I was watching during COVID. There was a some like trucker type show on Netflix around uh, Toronto where we were at, and probably that uh, that highway there. I mean, they were talking yeah. about that interstate there being amongst the the busiest in all of North America, which blew my mind because I'm like, it was not shape. It's not in the U.S. or nothing. Yeah, it's fucking. You wouldn't believe what paying paying your taxes does, right? <laughs> when they're not missing. You think that's what it is? Probably not. It's probably just that them being real nice, eh? Yeah, I keep hearing that they actually mismanage like billions of dollars, much, but I don't. You know, we've already talked enough politics, haven't we? Yeah, uh, it's, it's wild. Like, but shit, it's, it's a lot for a lot of people, though. Even me, who doesn't really get down with it, or you, who never struck me as like anything other than like you got your opinions, but I ain't ever really heard you bring them up unless i went poking around for them while talking oh really i usually yeah. tell somebody but i'm usually trying to either bring about outrage or, or um make a crazy count you know contrast so i'm yeah. working with the the ideas of what age kids should and how many people how many children should kids be able to kill and at what age i think we're at the point now where that should be on the conversation table because that's hilarious uh and and terrible <laughs> because all the same it's it's terribly hilarious is that right or maybe it's hilariously terrible either it's, way isn't that like the best part about that argument that like it might be the best way to point out like the insanity of some of these these <laughs> right like well if we're going there i mean can a five-year-old can he have a clip with eight or five uh yeah, can, can he kill 20 or 30 people that's and, a big difference if he's in possession of the gun, does he need to be supervised by somebody over 18, 21, or just a year older than him? Like, I mean, I don't know. Fucking 
politics. Yeah, right? fucking politics. Well, it gets to be. I think it only because it becomes identity. Somehow we identify with these politics enough, or they know our identity enough that they imagine we are. I think they should quit. Like like uh, Beto O'Rourke. Uh, it it isn't here nor there. <laughs> I think they should quit though. I think somebody we we as a as a group of people, I believe we should start demanding people that will work across the aisle and the person who gets the most done um as senators as governors with the people across the aisle that should be like a rating you know right. like it just like that's the number one like rating like if you're if your goal is to come under par or whatever then that would be the number of the, the like well you know you can't work with them all the time so they're right around 81 that's where everybody hovers 81 to 92. They vacillate, but you really want to pick the sweet spot. If you got one of these people that only goes with the Republican party or only goes to the Democrat party, like you got to get rid of those. Fuckers. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Like, like assess your own viewpoints in life. And uh, are they all one side or not? Like stop being like single uh, issue voter I and mean, shit. Like if somebody was willing to work with both sides, like shouldn't that be the uh, political, uh, um, celebrity that gets your dick the hardest. Uh, well, certainly you know, if you're a constitutionalist, right? Because the idea was that we would have compromise that would yeah. lead to tolerance and strength, or what that would lead to unity, and and uh, and it would be give us tolerance, and that that unity would be strength, would give us strength. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, it's 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 wild. Like, I mean, let's together, let's do something. I mean, like. You know what I mean? Like tattoo conventions, you know, like there's going to be people that you don't like, or like people doing uh art styles that like, like that's whack. Like, but <laughs> if they're your booth neighbor or whatever, you know, like more often than not, uh, you know, y'all solve your own issues. Like, and that's like, you just say what's up to somebody. I only hear about the ones when people don't feel comfortable asking their neighbor, like, you know, like, or uh, they've tried and come up, but, we all get that whole weekend done together. Like I tell all my, like say coworkers and I, I call everybody under the umbrella of, uh, uh, Troy, like who, like anybody works for Troy, even if they work for a different department or, you know, one of his other companies, like his real estate company where like he's got construction dudes and like those people we're all coworkers, but like you do something involving a tattoo convention, like, talk your shit, whatever. I'm like, dude, we got one goal in mind. Like, I don't care if uh, it seems like you're not doing anything important or fun. Like we're all doing one thing. It's called pulling off a tattoo convention. And there's a lot of people who uh, get a lot from that. Like, live off of, you know, like the work they get in parts. Enjoy it. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's like people don't get that. I'm like, no, we're doing one thing. It's called uh, pulling off a tattoo convention. A lot of moving parts. They all deserve a little grease. Yep. Uh, it's, it, it's insane juggling all of it i don't know how troy does it that man's most impressive uh boss friend person i've ever had in my life yeah uh, i mean in my opinion or i say it like i've told mm -hmm. him to his this too i'm like but that dude saved my life in a in a sense like as far as uh you know kind of enabling me to do a lot of stuff like he tr blindly you know trust uh his employees like not blindly but like you know once you've worked for him like there might be a new task or thing he's trying to accomplish it's like can you get this done he'll give you that he may not know how it gets done because we've never done it he trusts you enough to like try and figure it out like yeah, okay. yeah. 
great dude. Like, I, I mean, think I see that he, he's uh, he's good about giving people the room to fail, seeing if he thinks they have the competency to correct their mistakes, or yeah. if they just need to move on to another spot where they wouldn't do that. Oh, I mean, like I've had the new ticket kiosk we use at uh, the shows. I mm. got my thing. Now it's it's my thing. Like I do it, uh, set up, load out. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I hate it. It's just it's work, you know. Whatever, like move on. Yeah. Like don't hold the, you know, don't harbor that anger. And uh, yes. there's been other times where like I'm trying to figure something out and I just can't figure it out. And I finally have to be like, Yo, man, like, can I get some input or what would you do here? Like, how how are we gonna do this? I don't know. And then he ain't really mad. It's just like, yeah, okay. Like you tried, couldn't get it done. And somebody else might get that task. He might just take care of it. But uh, yeah, it's it's rewarding. I think you saved my life in the sense of like giving me a job that like there's forever room to grow, uh, people to meet. Uh, and you're allowed to take pride in your work. You know, like, sure, I don't tattoo. I never have. I've uh, came from the piercing industry into this. Uh, I've been getting tattooed since my sister uh, did a hand poke on me in like 2005 but like yeah there's room to grow and you're allowed to take pride in your work you're allowed to know these people you know it's not like a this is me you do work for me but like you know you can't like dudes are out as fuck like i don't know i know a lot of people know that you know well i'm wondering if what i've seen of troy is he seems to have a very talent um in in helping people I, I, I'm guessing I'm, part of this is going to just be guessing, right? Cause we're all not sure how he does the magic that we see that he does, but that he has an ability to uh, allow people to be people that you wouldn't expect. Maybe that's what I need to say. People from walks of life that you would think this guy's just going to fail. Right. But, and he has an ability to see them become successful. Uh, do do successful things make success even frank yeah i mean <laughs> you know, like whatever like i mean going back to like there's always got to be that person like you give a hard time to on the crew and frank puts up with a lot of bullshit from a lot of people um that dude's one of the best people troy's got working for him frustrating or not at times like he's i mean he's genuine about what he's doing uh yes, yes. no business uh it's I needed something from Frank right now. I guarantee you if I called him, even though we live like five miles apart in the city, like he would figure out, he would do something, you know, to help me if I was in like a really tight spot. Like the guy yeah. knows too much about history. Is that possible? Uh, yeah, I, I remember fewer histories, man. I made some comments the first summer I, I worked for Troy and like, I'm in the old garage we had and, you know, I'm working alongside Frank. I don't think the rest of the crew was even in there that day. I made some comment about like, you know, cause I don't have a college degree, but I said some shit about like, well, at least, you know, I've been successful in paying my bills for all this long and I'm not blah, blah, blah co- like college debt. And he got all like, <laughs> like I have a college degree. Like, and I heard his feelings almost over that. Like dude's super smart. I may not get half the references he's making because we definitely have a generation gap between us, but, uh, well, I think I, there's a, a, a historical gap too. From what I get when I can conversate with him, he'll he'll tell me if I were more about some Roman Empire or some shit. You know, you're just like, oh man, I didn't go that far back. I'm like, yeah. I might know a lot about punk rock. Frank at least knows a lot about like history in the world. Like, I mean, what's more valuable, you know? But 
Yeah, Frank's good shit, man. I've had a lot of good times with him, dude. Like, we all do. Um, fucking, you know, I might I might run my mouth a little too much at times, but like him and I, like out, like you know, along the along the way and fucking on the road, we've had some fucking good times. That like really driving the trucks and being out there in the middle of the country is my favorite favorite part of it. And uh, it's normally Frank being uh, my buddy for all of that. So, got to give him a nod for even just putting up with me because I know I can be a fucking handful for a lot of people. If you think that Troy's ability to grab uh, a Motley or to get a Motley crew such as Villain Arts to work successfully together has has anything to do with I, I, I feel like I'm putting this together as I'm saying it, right? Has something to do with him recognizing that even as the freak that he was the great yeah. value that he had and then knowing he, he puts that so he has that same expectation that these other people flawed as they might be in any walk of life or any imagined part of society actually have an untapped resource yeah i mean i think he has a you know an innate ability to just see something in people that you may not even see in them like i might see something in somebody or i might not even see what troy sees in somebody but the fact that he's not a he doesn't just go for one type of person, right? Like we're all fucking the road, mm-hmm. the the people that like that small crew that are traveling and working for him full time. There ain't really one of us the same. Like we all come from a like, yeah. And I think that's honestly like one of the successes of it is uh, the the things that each person in the crew brings to the table, you know. And like somehow he mm-hmm. saw it, but like. Yeah, like he'll give everybody different tasks. I don't know if he thinks this task, uh, this person's most uh, inclined to succeed at or not. But, you know, if it ain't for you or like you struggle with it or you just get really frustrated with it and you're just like, I'm not fucking doing this. Like, sorry, man, like just not doing it. Then he'll shift you to things. So at a certain point, like the machine's just moving really well because everybody's carrying the weight they need to. And like, that's just something you, you just know you do. And uh, you <laughs> do very well. Like, it's great. Like it's, I don't even know. Like, man, I like, well, here's what I think. I, 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 okay, go on. I don't, I want to stop you, but I think I have a a direction for some of this too, because it alludes to your own art, which was found in this environment that has been created and given you a, a, a space. If you will, an art genre, I don't know if it exists anywhere else. No, I I mean like, yeah, it's, it's wild. Like, cause I, posted a piece or two like online and i've looked at stuff and i don't even like half the time i don't even know that people outside of tattoo know what a a stencil really is even if you have gotten tattoos and had a stencil put on you like yeah i don't even know like that was a total learning curve when i I feel like you're a feel uh with this you could actually be (laughs) i'm always hopeful for art but you could be one positive uh article art worldly wise from selling these awesome creations that you have made of uh as though like for everyday decor you know what i mean like they're coffee table pieces they can withstand anything in the world right and uh they're they're conversations (laughs) which was yeah entirely kind of the reason behind them and i didn't like I've sat there and tried to think of something, right? Like I should have a, mm-hmm. like a preface to it or like something like put out with those uh, as far as like what the 
intent is. But then again, like, am I not uh, by doing so directing somebody's uh, take and opinion and impression of art of that? Like, you know, like well, you are, but you've already started. Right. What's that? You have you've already started. So you might as well. I, well because here, here's my my opinion or my my observation why I would say that. First time I walk up and I see these things at Stensylvania, you have, um, and I'll, I'll describe them, you have Thermofax copies, which is what we use to make stencils with, the purple thing that we put on people's bodies to tell us, you know, give us the roadmap of the tattoo. Those things are usually left and discarded. And you have gone ahead and made uh, stencils of old vintage pornographic magazines in most cases. And the first time I went out and seen them, you just had them out with no real, they were like laying on the tables. There was nothing really to display. Right. And simply by putting a display out, you have now began to try to control the conversation that these things existed in. And uh, I kind of liked them. And, and here's my, also my take on it. I liked them before because they almost made you seem without the standing them up, you just seem like some pervert trying to sell me a bunch of used dildos on the side of the street. Right. Like, uh, yeah. like you may notice them. You may not like it's wild. Yeah. Cause, is it pornographic when it's a stencil and epoxy or not? Because like, there's times where like, I mean, there, there are children and kids that are with their families at the conventions. And I'm not the only one who may have a, uh, you know, borderline explicit things on their, their booth or anything no, like no. that. But like, definitely caught that whole like you know older sibling even grabs the kid and is like no no no, you can't look at that really like, they did that with those because i've, I've seen had, several booths of artists that have things out that are like oh well that's just straight up a vagina painting yeah and you know like but yeah i i like have a lot of thoughts on like why do it did it like uh i it's not the first time i played around with epoxy like when i was uh, in high school i made like an eight foot by three foot table that i built uh myself and then did a beer cap mosaic and then coated it in epoxy because i was like sick this will be the coolest beer pong table that ever exists was uh, it then, yeah it was it was rad as fuck i mean that's a huge right. table. uh then when we moved out of that uh house like my dad sister and i moved out like we couldn't get it out so we i was just like yeah fuck it we hucked it off the the deck onto the ground so it'd break so we could actually toss it out but yeah, I, whatever about that, but like, how was that? That hurt your soul a little, or not? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's tons of shit that hurts my soul that I wish I still had in life: art, <laughs> books, music. Was it worth but, it to see it destroyed? Oh yeah, like when I was saying, uh, you know, that point where I decided to stop fucking with people or like had to stop being a jackass. It was because uh, we had this uh, the like club, you know, like uh, the Hilton and the Marriott. Growing up uh, at the ski resort like would rent access to uh their pool and gym and like hot tubs my friend's okay. parents had access to it but as we got older and started drinking and he didn't then we all knew the lie if like staff ever asked us and it all started with the uh, grabbing the 50 pound dumbbells and going up to the overlook and dropping a 50 pound dumbbell from like 30 feet up and we did uh, something that required a lot of cleanup and i happened to be walking by the next morning while somebody was cleaning it up and uh that bummed me out. I was like, I'm not going to fuck with people like that no more. (laughs) But like, if you actually like, I don't know, you don't create work for them, but like, right. Right. No, you're right. 
like the art That's of what I see. If you're going to have a suicide, just like plan that shit a lot better. You're leaving your family with the worst cleanup ever. Like put it bags down, do that whole Dexter thing or something. Insult the injury, right? Like, I mean, it's fun to fuck around a little bit, but it can get worse. It can get bad. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the art now, I'm like, sure. Like I could put like a preface to it. Like I've even tried to think why, you know, like I know why, like I own every magazine any of those images came from. Cause I was like, is it not disingenuous to use the World Wide web and just like, you know, click a picture. I'm like, there's so much crazy stuff uh, in those. Like I didn't buy them because I wanted to like, you know, jerk off to like old porno, but it was like, it, you can't trace any of that. You know, it's, it's like the tattoo industry. Like there's people. It's a time capsule of some of the truest and rust. Like if the veneer is ripped away from society and all of it's, uh, at least in a good filthy magazine, right. <laughs> It's it's there, right? Like the, the it, like uh, I think that's what Hustler kind of brought to the Playboy kind of era. Is remember Hustler was just so nasty. It was just yeah. so, and it was it was like, oh, is that your idea of sexy? Well, I think a girl who's willing to bend over and show me her butthole is sexy. So I put that oh. on the table. And yeah, there's some definite shit, and like they fought uh, censorship laws and all of that stuff like you, you couldn't even look up these publishers because they're all like you know uh what is it like shell shell skeleton companies you know like nobody ever really knew yeah. who owned it like and it's also like yeah there's some crazy stuff that like either the whole magazine's dedicated to like one thing that now you just hop online and you just type that like that type of porn you're trying to see in, and it's like there's a thousand videos for you to like scroll right. through and find something like you just have to do that but I think it like confronts people in the idea that y'all got it. We don't have to have like these conversations about having these interests or whatnot, but you know, everybody's to a degree, like interested in something, something like one thing does it for you. You know, like everybody's got that thing that they're interested in, even the most like, uh, of, you know, conservative people when it comes to, uh, you know, having sex. So I'm not trying to go for it as shock value. Cause like, there's definitely people who see it and like, ha ha tits and i'm like cool like if that's what you take from it that's fine right. but uh you know it's also just like it's a real thing like you know we shy away from these conversations it's part of like where we're kind of at now even with like the quality of certain marginalized groups and it's like yeah like i mean it's a thing like it's part of everybody's life like i mean why does it bother you like i get that like some of it's for real like can be offensive and like i'm not trying to be like that and uh then it was also like, I mean, most of my life or part of a huge part of my life is, you know, using a, a Thermofax, making stencils for people. So it just seemed like a, a cool thing to Natural do. Natural like, extension. Did you make your first one just by accident or you're like, this would be cool? I, I, I thought it'd be cool. Like, I think initially, because I saved the line drawings uh, as best as I can for like all the artist area choice awards. Like I have a mm -hmm. huge collection of most uh, people I've put in the running or people who have won. Uh, just to preserve them to an extent. I was like, you know, it'd be cool to like, you know, put that and see like what happens, you know, they just have this floating, uh, purple line work. Stencil. So like I had, yeah. I had a whole process and it like definitely wasn't easy. And it's not like epoxy cheap to just be trial and error. Cause at first I was like, cause you got to do two will layers. It even work? Yeah. Right. Can I, and will it bleed or something once it gets in there? Right. But yeah. Like at first I was just going to see if I could apply a stencil to epoxy and then pour over that stencil without the paper 
and then just have a floating purple in there. That didn't really work. Uh, the stencil paper itself, when I was like, let's see what happens with this. Then I was going right. to, you know, uh, I would, like I sent Troy an email because I was like, yeah, we got to like figure out how we get more carriers because like I'm down to like three carriers for my booth. And uh, I'm not saying like, carriers. You mean for the, the effects machine? Yeah, the blue carrier, like you put it yeah. in there. So hey, you could do it without a carrier. Just I don't want to be as crisp or clean. Uh, you can you know, just fuck your shit up real good too. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I sent Troy a leaderboard of like people who've worked with me in that booth of who's ruined the most carriers. And it's like, holy shit. Like, but you know, like I was taking those ruined carriers for a while or ones that like I couldn't use no more. And I was like, oh, like that would just be even perfect, more perfect, you know, like have like your stencil under a like clipped out portion of that blue carrier. That didn't really work. And then I got to where I was at now, like doing them where it's just the cut sheet. But then there's like, a perfect like say 15 minute window where uh the layer oh, below that i have to pour onto so that it all uh cures oh, it like one seamless piece like that it also doesn't fuck that paper up like long learning process and i mean i haven't had a ton of time to like fuck around with it much more after like i did like a whole bunch during the off season but yeah mm-hmm. confronting people with it also, I mean, well, that's I, where I, I see the art is, is that uh, the explanation, the display that it, it, when when we realize that it has it, that it exists, right? Right. As as something that has a response from everybody, right? Either liking or hating. And you're like, well, shit, man, that might be art. Like, that's the f- first time I saw your display. This is immediately I was like, man, that that might be art, you know, like if it was Jeff Foxworthy joke or something. Is it not art though? Like, isn't that like, it should confront you or yes, like make everything you about like- it is art. And then I started to, you could doubt certain parts of uh, you as an artist, right? There's, it'd be very easy to dart certain parts of that uh, because it's not what anybody has done before. Right. It doesn't yeah. have a level of technical skill that you can sit back and just admire like you're watching tony hawk skateboard or something right there or like in our genre of tattooing you know how those technical skills are so often um made made into god like like somebody who can this kind of soft black and gray is like oh my god you know or this kind of straight line work or curve line work or small line work or dots or jimmy culkins you know yeah <laughs> to to like, like those are the, the things that we are like technical things matter. And so when that you remove this, it seems as though there's not technical to this. However, of course, there's technical to everything. Right. So and I don't know what it is. So then it, I think that makes it qualified just on that level. And then finally, the composition is now really where we see that the art is right. The composition, yeah. the composition of subject matters that you're putting in there. Or even sometimes just the timestamps of that one, that Rocky. Porno. Oh, that's my favorite one. Like I almost <laughs> like, I wish I like it sold, but you know, I don't know that people are seeing it as such. And it's even more because it's Philly, right? Like Rocky is, uh, you know, okay. Philadelphia Philly thing. Yeah. Rocky's Philadelphia's best, best athlete of all time. Like top of the you list. Know what? I pissed at Philly about that. Because fuck you, Philly. Like this hard ass city, 
that goes through these steps and like they you guys fucking killed a hitchhiker bot from Canada. You know what I mean? Like this hard ass city and they went ahead and took Stallone down off of the steps. You don't have to work your ass off to go see him now. Every little millennial wannabe can just go up there and just right at the front get yeah. a picture taken with Stallone. You didn't even have to sweat. It's a shaded area so it's better for photos. That's just saying used to be when i used to go what happened hello hang on neil i don't know he must have either his phone went dead or something let me go check it out all right what <laughs> no the extra l is for loyalty sir right I'm too good at this. I can't just, even through technical difficulties, I'm just always inquisitive. Neil, I love you, brother. We'll talk to you again soon, man. We'll see you. Sounds good. Have a good night. You too.